In general? In general, you know, because when when a man falls down, like... He's Michael the, Douglas? He, he likes to tell people what's what, because he just snapped and said, mm, snap. Um, crackle pop. I like the crackle of it, though. Some of the best, the the best cinema of our times is in the 90s. What is our God times? Time. <laughs> our times, our times of your, Miranda, our times of your. Is it our time or is it your? No. The... <laughs> What, how come when I say something really fascinating, it's like, I, uh, my t- our times of you, you know. Well, isn't your like a long time ago, but our times is. But but I was doing a. Recently? Yeah. Well. Oh, were you Yeah, but, but if you're talking, uh, but I, I was doing, I was, th- I was doing uh, stuff with words. Your, our times of, your times of your, our times of. I mean, when I think of the day, uh, my days of yore, when I was younger <laughs> than I am today, see, that that is from a Dylan song, though. Young, younger than I am today. Oh, God damn it. They're called all these back page. What? You're always younger than you are today. I mean, I, unless I'm talking about future me. Do you, do you think future me would still love the 90s? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're talking mid-90s uh, dorks. Today or yes. odd ducks, underdogs, underdogs. Don't count them out, cats. Don't that, count them out, cats. You you know you can never count out a cat because they've been they have many lives. So if they quote unquote have. In general? In general, you know, because when when a man falls down, like... He's Michael the, Douglas? He, he likes to tell people what's what, because he just snapped and said, mm, snap. Um, crackle pop. I like the crackle of it, though. Some of the best, the, the best cinema of our times is in the 90s. What is our God times? Time. <laughs> our times, our times... Of your Miranda, our times of your. Is it our time or is it your? No. The. <laughs> what? How come when I say something really fascinating, it's like I uh, my t- our times of you, you know? Well, isn't your like a long time ago? But our times is. But uh, but I was doing a recently. Yeah. Well. Oh, were you yeah, doing but but if you're talking, uh, but I I was doing I was th- I was doing uh, stuff with words. Your our times of y- your times of your. Our times, I mean, when I think of the day, uh, my days of yore, when I was younger <laughs> than I am today, see, that that is from a Dylan song, though. Young, younger than I am today. Oh, God damn it. They're called all these back page, what? You're always younger than you are today. I mean, I, unless I'm talking about future me. Do you, do you think future me would still love the 90s? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're talking mid-90s uh, dorks today or yes. odd ducks underdogs. ducks underdogs don't count them out cats don't I, count them out cats you you know you can never count out a cat because they've been they have many lives so if they quote unquote have some bad happens to them don't count them out 
I won't. Cats. Um, for, uh, did your mom introduce these movies? To no. You? no. No. No, I watched these on my own. On your own. In a room. Yes, in my own room. Oh. By it, myself. By yourself. You didn't really. And I watched both of these many times. Back to back? Like we did today? Or like we did golly, Thursday? I don't, golly, I don't know because um, I didn't own them or anything. We're t- the first one came on, I believe it was IFC a lot. And the second one, I think I mainly saw on HBO. Yeah. Well, we are talking about Welcome to the Dollhouse and Muriel, M- Muriel's, Muriel's, Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I did humor. From 1995 and 1994. Yes. Um, and should we, should we start with the uh, more harrowing, sad, fucked up one? Or? Yes, the one we watched first. Yes. Welcome to the Dog. Dollhouse. No, Doghouse. Oh my gosh. Wow. She was underdog yeah. house. She was an underdog house. All right. This movie directed by Todd Salons. This movie actually came out in the United States um, in May 24th, 1996. Yeah. the I, I got conflicting information. IMDb says 95. Well, it was it was released at the you know, at TIFF, at, uh, at the TIFF Film Festival, oh. Toronto Film Festival, International Film Festival, in September of 1995, but uh, was released in 1996 in May of that oh, year, and, you know... So which, which list of movies are you going to read, 95 or 96? Well, we're going with May 1996, that, since that was the wide actual release since only a handful of people went to fucking tiff okay so here are the uh here are the movies that came out in may 1996 uh let's see if any of these jump out to you the great white hype uh i shot andy warhol the other side of sunday the pallbearer with gwyneth paltrow and you know schwimmer mr david schwimmer uh barb warrior about the lady with the big boobs um, Last Dance, and that's a movie about Sharon Stone being in prison, mm. uh, on death row, actually. Um, The Craft came out this month. Oh, nice. That's nice. Uh, movie called Hungry For You. That sounds good. Yum, yum. I am. Uh, Hungry For You. Uh, Desire. No One Would Tell. Michael Jordan, Above and Beyond. That's a movie about, like, Michael Jordan going like, ah, I'm sticking my tongue out. And Did he do that? Did, are you are you serious? Do you not know what? I didn't really follow. I don't really follow the sports ball. You do too, you silly goose. But you, you didn't know that Michael Jack no, Jordan. No, that's a bad one. He also stuck his. Well, they all stuck his tongue out. But Michael Jordan had a big fucking thing where he when he whatever he went he dunked it in. He said, ah. Oh. Like the uh, uh, for the listeners, I'm um, doing a imaginary dunk with my tongue out. Anyway, uh, tornado with an exclamation point at the end. That sounds cool. That sounds like a <laughs> with Bruce Campbell and oh. Ernie Hudson. I want to see that. There's a movie called Boys. N- no rent in, rent in front of them. There's original Gangsters. There's Dead Man Twister came out the same. It came out fucking four days after Tornado. Oh, damn. Sucks for Tornado. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe it doesn't suck. It's, it, it, it swirls. Anyway, uh, the Love all, is All There Is. 
Uh, like I said, original gangsters, uh, Twisted Desire, ECW, A Matter of Respect. That's uh, that has to do with like fake uh, wrestlers, fake big bulky dudes saying, "I'm gonna burn your buttocks to the ground with my fists." You know, um, that's what they did. Uh, I'm I'm assuming uh, terrified. Oh God, that looks awful. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, Heaven's Prisoners with Alec Baldwin. That that sounds awful too. Jesus, this is Flipper. Remember Flip oh. the movie Flipper. It came out. <laughs> it came out. Yeah, Flipper was gay. Um, the movie was gay too. Both came out. Uh, Norma Jean and Marilyn also came out this freaking oh, yeah. month, as well as Naked Souls with uh, with uh, Pamela Anderson. Does also souls in this need clothes? What does soul do? Souls need clothes? Yeah. I'm the atheist here, so you tell me. I uh, I think bodies need clothes. Do souls need clothes? The last time that I saw a soul in a cartoon or a movie, it 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 had clothes, but it only had it only had rags. Or I'm just thinking of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I think that's they only. I mean, do souls when you die? Do the souls like? And go I don't away? know if those were technically souls. They were called spirits. I um. Well, I all, is all spirit is a, uh, not? Uh, you know, well, what's the difference between a spirit, a soul, and a ghost? All right, spirit is. Uh, I think spirit and ghosts are more connected than a soul is something that goes to he- uh, that goes to heaven and if a so- soul is curdled or if something bad happened to that soul it becomes a spirit or a ghost oh shit that's not y- right. you didn't learn about that in catholic class catholic I class i d- never went to a catholic class i'm not catholic no no but you know there's classes you say Hey, I'd like to yeah, learn about how Jesus' blood got everywhere. There's full-on Catholic schools, yeah. Oh my gosh, what do you... Other than, like, other than like uh, wearing a certain type of accoutrement, I mean, you get the gist. You don't need to be there for that long of time. And, like, you shouldn't, if you're going to do Catholic school, no science in Catholic school. No. If you're going to commit to it, commit to the fucking bit, dickheads. Anyway, uh, Mission Impossible also came out this freaking month. A Boy Called Hate, Over the Wire, Dervrat, Dervrat, Secrets and Lies, Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen, which is basically just Leslie Nielsen making fun of spies. Oh, Beastmaster 3, The Eye of Braxis, oh, Jesus, Eye of Braxis, Feeders, Mask of Death, Eddie, the freaking movie that came out. That was um, with Whoopi Goldberg as a basketball coach, because oh, that is because that well, yeah that should be on the fucking <laughs> eventually. But Eddie fucking, can you picture what? Why do you look at me like that for? Can you picture Whoopi Goldberg as a basketball player? Because I, I mean now I can because I see the poster, but you know her holding a basketball it's really not good um or what i've heard bring the pain also came out this freaking month uh overkill 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 i know how to say words overkill with aaron norris 
Chuck's fuckhead brother? That's not cool. That's, oh, I don't care about that. The arrival with Charlie Sheen. Something happened to him. That's why he's fucked up now. And Night John. Which I don't even want to get into. Uh, anyway. But though that's your lineup for May. Those are the movies that people were, you know, that people could see instead of uh, a sweet, depressing dork comedy. But, um... Yeah, that I I really enjoyed this. I haven't seen this in like twenty years. Yeah, have you had you just seen it the once or had you? Seen I it saw I yeah I I've seen it just the once. I know you're you're very versed in this. I can't wait to hear all your thoughts. But I I this one strangely enough this um compared to his other fucked up work this is fairly tame as far as um well, I think it was one of his earlier films. Yeah, it's his first film. Oh uh, yeah, and uh it's. You get to see where he goes from there. A lot of people like this movie the the most out of all of his out of all Todd's salons. I like saying that out of all of Todd's salons films, they usually enjoy this the most because he got weirder and stranger and more fucked up. We'll get to him more of his stuff later, but it's uh it really has some really unhealthy characters, some awful. <laughs> Also, uh, awful people calling uh, derogatory language of uh, <laughs> of uh, LGBTQIA plus asterisks. Yeah, there's a lot of mid-90s uh, homophobia. Mid-90s homophobia, just the F word being dr- dropped. And I'm not talking about fuck. I'm talking about the other word yes, the for a cigarette in say, the yes. in the British world. Yeah, that was the British. That world? was said by children to children numerous times. And boy, did it not sound as well great. as Lesbo, which is also terrible. Is not great, but you know, which Lesbo. Is, yeah, I know it's so silly. Well, it's really irksome because it's like that's like the biggest. Uh, of the time, that's the biggest insult we have. Like, that's the worst thing you can be. That, wait, which you, is like, that's what you call a lady when she won't, is, you know, touch you. And which is both, they're just crazy town because they're some, they're some of the best people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this starts, this is a high school movie of all middle of Middle school. Middle school. She says junior high a few times. Junior high, yeah, of course. This is, it's just there's some fucked up shit here that feels like it could be high school and it's really yeah, more disturbing you, that this movie is set that. in a 7th mm-hmm. and 8th grade in 6th, 7th, 8th grade type of, uh, you know, years rather than ninth or 12th. Well, Dawn is in, in the 7th grade. Yeah, and that's not, it's not, it's just, it, it, some of the intensity of this movie and I, I'm beating around the bush about some of this because we want to get to the plot. But some of this is just really, um, it, it's really kind of hard to swallow now. It's, it, yeah, it's, this is. Um, yeah, Heather Matarazzo was 13 when they shot this, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she, and and she definitely. And this was her first movie. Yeah, and that, that face is kind of pretty iconic and pretty you know, recognizable, pretty uh, unique as far as, like, a the glasses and, you know, I, kn- I knew girls that kind of looked like this throughout my, I mean, throughout my life, and th- these were just, like, I was, I, yeah, anyway. But, uh, yeah, this is a um, coming-of-age story, if there's any sort of thing. I mean, if you were categorizing any sort of it, like a coming-of-age story in junior high that gets, ri- that, um, Anyway. Life just keeps kind of kicking her in the ass. Yeah. And, you know, of course, because he's, it's Todd Salons, their last name is Wiener. Wiener. 
And that's, that's not doing anybody any favors. Especially her. Um, what? It, it, it is a surname, though. It's, uh, it's a surname, it's yeah. And there's a misnet. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. No, it's well, just, it's just you know, German it's just, it, it, they really fucking, it, they really press it. She keeps on being called, she basically gets bullied shit on and treated like shit throughout the entire fucking thing. Yeah. And it's really hard to, it's really hard to um, look at because... And to deal with and to have, because so many characters in this movie don't have any, they have, they're either confused or they don't, or they're oblivious or they don't have, or they deliberately don't have any empathy or they don't want to show it because it might make them a, a you know, a F word, yeah, a, uh, a, 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 uh, weakling in the eyes of others. Yeah, I mean there this this has a lot to do with hierarchy. We see over and over in the movie when someone is put down, they push down on someone that Everybody they else. consider Lower or, than that. And Dawn herself does it to Ralphie. Yeah, and Ralphie doesn't deserve any of this. No, that, that, that kid is such a sweetheart, and he's getting screwed over and over again, and just doesn't feel like he has any friends. No, it doesn't feel like anybody in this movie has any real friends. They're all really trying to connect with each other in the most horrible way, you know, in the most dysfunctional, horrible ways, and it makes you just want to cry. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I, I I can't um yeah so it it's just a so we open and she's trying to look for a place to sit it's like her first day being a seventh grader uh, I don't know if it's her first day but yeah we've we've all had that either on the bus or in the cafeteria like oh god I have to sit somewhere is someone gonna give me shit for sitting within their proximity which is god such forbid. a fucking s- silly bullshit thing to say out loud but uh. I, I, I really just felt for her, even when she was putting down and being derogatory to Ralphie, and even when she was trying to assert her own control over her life, because it seems like she couldn't have any sort of control over her life. She's trying to look for love. She's trying to find some sort of goddamn connection. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, Wiener Dog is a horrible name to call anybody but especially a little girl who just wants to yeah it's mean but dachshunds are so cute yes but when you're constantly called wiener dog hey wiener dog wiener dog what do you think of when i say wiener dog a dachshund oh i think of penis but okay oh wow penis dog one of those penis dogs it looks like a penis and it's a dog and it's a wiener dog what it looks like a part of a penis. I don't know. Which part? <laughs> the the middle part. The middle part. The middle part of the dick. Okay. <laughs> the middle part's my favorite part. Okay. I didn't say that, but uh, good to know, Miranda. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, wiener dogs. Uh, I, I like them. I'm fine with them. Oh, Lord. Who does... All right, I'm going to read some of this. It says, who does suck man? That does suck man. I don't know. Stone fan, stone fans drop dead Lester Bram? Pass it down. Is that for this movie? Yeah, that is. All right, sorry. Violence in the home, question mark? Well, I'll read more, but um, it really... it. It, it flows so well. It's so tight and compact. It's focused mainly on her... It's 
focus mainly on her and her her trials and tribulations. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. She she just feels like she gets punished for no reason. This is kind of a nihilistic yeah, even, even fucking her, film. Even her parents are toxic. Her dad's just kind of a roll over and let the mom kind of have her way. He just doesn't want any trouble. Yeah, um, a true feminist. Go but ahead. the mom just... I think, again, it's, um, there's a lot of... Uh, the idea of pretty privilege. Yeah. Like, even when... um. You know, when Missy gets kidnapped, the youngest child, who's yeah. the pretty one. The Whom dad, everybody else likes and Who adores. everybody loves. You know, he gets a, kind of a nervous breakdown or or some such thing. And he's in bed and Dawn's like, well, you know, you still have me and Mark. And he's like, oh, oh the ugly dorky kid. My life is over. <laughs> well, it, in, in some of his defense, he was like having a heart attack over like all this stress, and he was having sort not in his defense, he was still a shitty person, but you know he 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 doesn't want his ugly kids, you know, jeez, or his boring kids, his ones that don't pirouette everywhere, pirouette, 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 nuclear. Well, another thing I think is maybe you know you know the mom's wondering when they have to have um. The meeting with the principal because she was, uh, she shot the spitball when the boys were shooting spitballs at her and her mom, and she says, well, I was fighting back. And the mom's like, well, whoever taught you to fight back? It's like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like, that, that's just, some really rough you're shit. You're just supposed to take Take it. the she's evil. She's like, well, she's a loner. She has no friends. And it's like, well, maybe if you didn't make her dress the way, and maybe she, if you bought her some normal clothes and everything wasn't And the glasses weren't really goofy, fucking, you and, could get some different frames. Because or, yeah, or dress her in a different frames. way. I don't know if gl- glasses got you know kind of hipster and cool and like. The yeah, now it's in, in very impressive, but in nineteen nine in the mid nineteen nineties in the middle of fucking New Jersey. And the um, and the hair elastics with the giant balls yeah. from the eighties. Yeah. And all the Technicolors, it's just like yeah. If you no wonder she's getting give fucking her shit on hairdo and just some you know regular jeans that don't come all the way up under like her bra strap and like elastic pants with the giant t-shirt tucked into it it's, yeah. it's so it's so early mid 90s it's like i know i dress like that too uh, uh and, and I also how'd that go have, i also didn't have a lot of friends but it didn't really bother me that no much. of course not <laughs> knowing you baby i love it but um yeah it's it, and the the teacher seems out to fu- not really interested in getting to know. I mean, we we first, you know, she really kind of gets shit on by a real, like uh, a person with power. The first person of power we f- see, other than her parents, that she gets shit from is this fucking teacher who mm-hmm. just who who just says you also do terrible things, so you're also going to get detention. It's just it's such. Yeah, well, yeah, she. She gets in trouble for being a tattletale, but it's like, well, if you don't want to be told on, don't do shit that somebody can tell on you for. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm just supposed to let him cheat on off of my test? Is that what's supposed to happen? Oh, and and it's something similar to what was going on in White Lotus. is a certain type of code, a certain type of thing where you're not supposed to tell about something horrific or horrible, especially that person. Well, I think it's just the teacher teacher not wanting to have to do her job. Yeah. Like, I don't want to discipline anyone. I don't want to deal with this. You're both just punished, so I don't have to deal with anything. I don't have to think. Me being a teacher, I don't have to think. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. I don't have to think. I just focus on something I care about, which is not thinking about the children in which where I work is a school. (laughs) Interesting. 
fucking weirdos. If you want to, you know, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. You know, if you want to be a teacher, you should be able to enjoy teaching things and intellectually deconstructing ideas, especially when you're molding young minds. If you're just going to say, hey, to the kids, hey, fuck you. You're all evil and I hate you. I'm going to go back to my book. You know, I'm going to read about romance bullshit while you, you know, learn how to say different words for the word horse. Anyway, but that made no sense. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking mm. about. Yeah, but um, I, I, I just don't like their lack of, un, uh, they're uninterested in, you know, melding and molding people that, you know, are the future of this world. Mm-hmm. Boo. They just want to put their time in and go home. Which is, I mean, understandable, but you shouldn't really want to be a teacher. Then don't be a te- I mean, don't be a teacher if you want to fucking just do nothing and just go home. I don't know. Whatever. But, you know, you really, we really find how horrible this one particular bully is who apparently wants to, you know, who threatens her with rape throughout the movie. It's fucking disgusting. Do and you want to start from the beginning, maybe, and kind of run through the plot a little sure, bit? Sure, sure. We can do that. But we're, uh, after, yeah, so, after the, uh, after the scene where she's looking for, uh, she has her lunch and she's, uh, looking for a place to sit, she sits near this girl who is, I don't know, kind of like a, a cool, like a, I don't care, I'm a badass girl. I'm yeah, a... Yeah, she's kind of a proto-goth. Like a uh, kind of an angry uh, girl who really like who really wants attention from a certain dickhead boy, whatever. Yeah, a and certain you think she's gonna be cool because she also seems like something of an outcast. Yeah, and she's like, okay, fine, you can sit there if you want. But then she turns out to be awful as well. Yeah, she turns out to be just you know not as horrible, but like, just yeah, really even fucking... the weird girl's a dick, and um, and when she goes into the bathroom to wash her hands. That same girl is like, oh, no, you came in to take a shit, and I'm, you're going to do it, and I'm going to watch you. That's weird. And she's just like, why do you hate me so much? And she says, because you're ugly. And it's like, dude, you're no prize either. What no, you you look like you've had meth put in your fucking brain, you Jesus, silly goose. Michael. She did. She looked like her face, you know, was injected with meth. Michael. And, oh, it's not good. I'm just saying that's what she looks like. Now, now who feels bad? She made is. up character in my head. But again, I think it, I think it's um, the hierarchical hierarchical structure love, of yeah. middle school and high school. It's like okay, I'm an outcast, but she's uh, even worse. more of an outcast. Or or not worse, but just uh, clearly like weaker and just wants to be liked so that I can I can push her down and feel better about myself. And mm-hmm. I have this like complete asshole quote-unquote boyfriend you know she says stay away from brandon he's mine and she's like i don't want to have anything to do with brandon he's a total jerk but brandon has some sort of infatuation with Vaughn. i i because he's also you know on the lower strata of the school because he's poor and there's a certain type of there's a certain type of bullying to feel powerful and to feel like you're worth something when you're also a piece of shit and just and he uh, and maybe he wants to destroy something weak because it's weak and doesn't want it in his face because it reminds him of his own weakness. Yeah. And it reminds him of his own, like, fucking, you know, ugliness, quote-unquote ugliness. And so he doesn't like, he doesn't want that in the world. He doesn't want it in his face, so he wants to dominate it mm-hmm. and scare it into a, uh, into a place where it, you will be surrendered. And because... Because the goth girl is so much like, oh, I, I still like you, let me touch you. Uh, Brandon is not into that. 
And it's oh, it's it's still we're. And for those of you who have not seen the movie, this, uh, this I'm sure is, this is very confusing if you haven't. I'm seen sorry, this. I've been all over the place. But there's a, but these are all kids who are like 11 to like 15 years old. They're not even, you know, it's it's really fucking disturbing and you know really unhealthy to look. I mean, I felt unhealthy and it, it churned my stomach how hateful these characters were being but anyway yeah and her home life is no better is now it's no better that uh, and we uh it's interesting because we op the movie opens with that fucking family portrait yeah at, that is super smiles and we find out that it is any anything but and even uh, you know his her home life yeah her brother's kind of like a he's, dick and he doesn't really care maybe 16 ish so he's probably a sophomore, junior, he's obsessed with getting into a good college, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing. But it's he's kind of an asshole, but it's like, okay, 16-year-old boy has a little sister. She's kind of... Every, every fucking that's brother is kind of an kind of, asshole. Yeah, that's for the most like part kind of normal. Missy's just the cute little girl, but, you know, she likes getting Dawn into trouble because she can, because she's the cute one and clearly the favorite. Yeah. The golden child. And, and she's not all that golden. Out. She's just a fucking jackass her, of herself, her own. Uh, and it, it, she's a certain type of jerk of her own fate. I mean, of yeah, her own she's learning. She has the pretty privilege. Yeah, but and, she doesn't understand what it is. She just knows that she has it. Yeah, and sometimes she's. That's why Dawn it. is always saying to her, even when she doesn't hear, like, "Oh, you're so lucky. You're never gonna have it this hard." Yeah. And that is, I mean, that did that resonate with you, or no, or did any of what? Well, no, reson- I mean, I was under, I was understanding the concept. It's yeah. like, yeah, you have a certain type of bubbly personality, or a little ballet dancer who's cute and blonde. Life just isn't going to be as hard for you in certain ways as it is for me. Yeah, just because of of genetics, genetics, and the shallowness of society, and the and you know, they're they're distinct personalities she uh you know her little sister is much more because of who she is her little sister is much more full of life and happier and thinks she's just more outgoing she's not afraid to talk to people because everyone tells her how cute she is yeah people treat don like crap so she's afraid to talk to people because she's like oh god he's gonna shit on me now yeah and that's not you know there's it it and it you really feel for her she's it's really sad. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why this film resonates with so many people, is, like, so many of us have been there. I mean, even if you're, you know, ugly duckling who turned into a swan, or, you know, whatever your issues or insecurities are, we all have them. And I think this movie captured it really well. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, she... Oh, I love how she gets back at Missy by sawing the head off of her mermaid yeah, Barbie doll. That's that's great. That's great. And then right before bed, she goes to play with her dolls, and she's like caressing its hair and his head just falls off and she's like were you playing with my dolls and don's like no no, <laughs> no. It's like, and it's he's just... not she, don's didn't really lie not really no, to she... say may, were you playing with the dolls no, no I, I cut it off it. i got your head i broke it on purpose <laughs> just she has these little tiny ways to get back at her that she can't get in trouble for because you know her mother just loves to punish her and uh, and there's it's just uh it's my, my heart fucking sank anyway just yeah it's yeah is the father is quite a meek man yeah he's very he's very milk toast 
Yeah, and... Oh, and I love how they kind of did a, um, a foreshadowing where... Do you remember this in, like, the 90s in school? How you always have these really lame, um assemblies at school and it was always some like ah we're gonna we're gonna teach these kids ethics and morals and we're gonna try and help you and whatnot yeah and then the one that they show in this film is the one where the um i don't know she's a freshman or so in high school and she's just like i mary ellen moriarty once talked to strangers and that's how i became a victim of a brutal kidnapping so this is a stranger danger one, which I'm sure we all got. Yeah. I don't know what your school was like, but in my school, they basically thought that, um, you know, by the time we were like 25, everyone was going to smoke crack, join a gang and get AIDS. That's yeah. That's I don't, I don't want to do any one of any yeah, three of yeah. those. And I, I'm just like, no, I'm a little girl on the honor roll. I'm not going to do any of those things. Can I go read a book? I don't want to sit here for this. Yeah. And also those things are not fun. No. I mean, you know, Getting AIDS, getting into a gang, that takes work. It takes, you know, and you gotta, I mean, you gotta be, a, and then you become addicted to it. People think that, they think they're, uh, Wait, when you they're- you become too, addicted to what, getting AIDS or joining a gang? <laughs> doing crack. That's not, <laughs> not getting AIDS. I didn't need, I'm addicted to getting AIDS. I gotta do it again. Oh God, that's Once awful. is plenty. Once is plenty and you, there's once pills. Is too, once is too much. Once is too much. Too much. But um, yeah, who wants to, yeah. no, the, uh, I'm trying crack. to think of the thing that I went through as a kid where they, I guess they, I don't know if they did a, did a, uh, did a thing when I was young where they just said, hey, I'll, Oh, I'll hang out and uh, don't do this. They just, I guess we saw some films. We didn't even like, we weren't talked about. It was like, look, look, this is what happens. Guy's going to come up, going to pull up and say, hey, you want to get in my car? I think it was a movie or some sort of fucking short film where a guy was like, hey, you want to get in my car? I have candy in the car. Get in the car. Oh, maybe I should get in the car because of the candy. Yeah, get in there. Go, there's candy. And then and then you would see the film and like, Oh, no, I there's no candy in here. And then, like, it just didn't go well. I that's think, just a bad kidnapper. You should at least have the candy. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. you got to be prepared. You know, as Norm MacDonald says, you have to, uh, it, it helps if you have cheese sandwiches inside your van if you're, if, your victim likes cheese sandwiches. Anyway, but uh, it's, but that that thing happened. I think I watched some films like that, or uh, and something like that. But the only thing that was similar to that only happened in high school, where I sort of, when all of a sudden I got into a uh, car wreck and I was yeah. murdered by a drunk driver, and I wasn't, and my mom got a call saying that I was murdered by a drunk driver, even though my mom knew that I was one hundred percent alive. It was uh, I had to stay in an, uh, in a room in one part of the high school for two days. The entire two days that I was in school, or it wasn't even two days, it was like they fucking stuck week. You in a room where you by yourself? Yeah, oh no, with everybody else who was supposedly dead from all the other drunk drivers. So there was about like seventy five of us. And oh my god, what did they make you guys do? Nothing. We didn't do jack shit. We did our fucking homework. Uh, we had to do stuff that was like we had to do our essays we had to do the shit that was due in the couple of weeks and so we just said okay well and they said hey you can stay here you can do your homework but you didn't you can't you're dead now 
you were killed by a drunk driver or you were also drunk. They made sure that for some people who are kind of hard partiers in high school, they made sure, they took them and said, okay, you're going to be the one who's drunk in this situation, then you would have died. And then for me, because I was so likable, they said, you got killed by a drunk driver. I'm just letting that sit in. We called your mom. Cool. <laughs> and my That's mom dark. even knew it was, yeah, it was dark. And the, you saw that fucking shirt. It's a shirt of, like, a fucking Grim Reaper on skis. That's what the shirt is. It's a pic. It's a Grim Reaper, and he's on skis. And that's the How fucking does that picture. It Don't doesn't. Drive. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Don't ski and drive. Either. Don't ski and drive either. Or drink and ski. Don't do any of those things simultaneously. Yeah. No. Is there snow in your car? No. Um. Anyway, but we're getting off on a tangent here. But that was interesting, or not. But the important thing is, is that anyway, I um. I was really impressed by uh. I was really impressed by her resilience. Of course, it's a move. I mean, she's the main character, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, and she doesn't really have a choice. I know she doesn't have a choice. I mean, there is a choice, but it, that would even make it a more darker movie. Yeah, let's not get into that. Oh, death by by cutting or something. Anyway, um, but, you know, she's worried that I, 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 because I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, I really did think there was an abusive home stuff. There was abuse at only the Only mentally and emotionally. Yeah, only mentally or emotionally. No actual violence violence. Uh, but, you know, it's it's so threatening. <laughs> Her mom is so fu- fucking threatening and horrible and heinous. Anyway, where where were we? Anyway. Okay, so her older brother starts a band. He plays the clarinet (laughs) in a rock band. Steve Rogers. Yeah, and he's only doing it because it will look good on his college college resume. resume. Which is funny. I don't know if that's like an East Coast term or just kind of an old school term, but I had that's an old school. Oh, uh, that's an uh, that's an uh, old school term. I heard that. I heard heard it growing up. I heard from my. Yeah, from a couple of handful of people. So it's like, yeah, him on the clarinet, they have a drummer and a keyboardist. And they're playing, and then he, they're like, this, they're playing, can't get, they're trying to play, can't get no satisfaction by the Stones, and they're not, it doesn't sound anything like any part of satisfaction. And, uh, and this is before they, that we find out that they need a new, they need a, a new singer. And his name is Steve Rogers. Yes, Steve Rogers, who needs help with computer science class. <laughs> and apparently Flux, apparently, all the time. Yeah, so Mark Mark tutors him, and he joins the band as a guitarist and singer. And Don is just, like... Infatuated. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, oh, wow, he's actually a semi-decent-looking guy who talks to me like I'm a human. Yeah, and uh, looks like a knockoff Jim Morrison. It even yeah, sounds yeah, like a knockoff Jim Morrison, totally too. He's totally trying to be... He's trying to be Jim. A knockoff Jim Morrison in a striped polo. And very few people can be Jim Morrison in a striped polo. Just one. Actually, I don't think Jim... Jim Morrison was not... Yeah, I don't think he ever wore a striped polo, but I don't... I mean, I can't... I'll look that up later. Buddy... Thank you for speaking. Um, but yeah, it, it, she she becomes like, oh, my heart flutters. I can't believe I'm now in love. And she treats me like a human. She starts to interrogate people about Steve's life, wanting to know exactly what Steve likes, what he oh, doesn't yeah. like, she, what she, she doesn't. She talks to her brother Mark like, 
you know, um, what what kind of girls does he like? Yeah. And she's and he's just like, yeah, yeah, any you know, pretty much anything that is a girl and will go all the way. Yeah, and well, apparently like, all the way is what we find out what all the way is actually. Well, no, I mean Don even says, you know, you mean have intercourse, and Mark's like, duh, duh. And she's like, well, does that mean she also has to be pretty? And she's like, oh yeah, you know this girl from Carpool. Do you think she's pretty? And she's like, well, not not really. You know, she's not an asshole about it. And he's like. Come on, Don. She's a dog. So it's like, wow, these people are really, 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 really harsh on harsh on other teen people. Girls looks and it, in it, this film. And a lot of yeah, not it's a like, lot yeah, of and he, and he did it compassion. With her. And you know, and she's like, this is fucked up. But she's like, well, would he do it with anyone younger than high school? And Mark isn't worried about this. He's just like, what are you in love with them or something? And she's like, no, I'm just curious. D- and he if a ca- concerned, a, ca- at all. a caring brother. Would be like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Would be like, you know, you might want to stay away from him. He's bad. And I will also say, hey, probably not a good idea. And he kind of tells his uh, tells uh, Steve Rogers, hey, maybe it's not a. You're no, talking. he no, he doesn't. No, not really. No, he doesn't. But when she actually does talk to another girl about yeah, him, yeah, he's like, well, you you know this, you know this one girl, and she's like, oh yeah, she used to be in my gym class, you know, and he's like, well, why don't you ask her about Steve? And it's this chick who's maybe a year older than Dawn, so she's like maybe fourteen, and she's out like, she's sitting on the hood of a car, making out with this dude who's at least twenty. It's so wrong and gross and just. Uh, it gave me, like, kids' vibes. Like, uh, the mid-90s were so gnarly yeah. when it came to kids' movies. It's just not... Yeah. The old kids... I mean, the, the ones that are not cartoons, kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah. You know... <laughs> yeah, this, this is not a... This is why it's on the podcast. This is not a family-friendly... <laughs> no, do not watch this with your mother or child. Watch or separately. if you do, make sure we're both old. I mean, like, they're both old... <laughs> whatever they're both like of age where you can psychologically deconstruct some of this shit because it it's it's unnerving some of the the, and when she asked him like what did what did he do he oh he just fingered me and then i was like yeah she asked the girl i think her name is ginger she like and she and she's just like you know yeah who told you my brother mark and she's like oh yeah the king of the nerds and don's just like yeah i know and she's like, "Me and Steve, it's all over now. We finger fucked last spring." That and that and but apparently, so he is either finger fucking a whole bunch of girls, or he's actually having sex with some of them as well. Or maybe he's just finger fucking. Well, probably a little bit of both. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's just un. It just is uncomfortable. It's just really uncomfortable because he looks. Tw- yeah, like I said, he looks twenty. He looks old, much older than he. He might have been like held back. He might be like. 18, Still, that's not. Yeah, that's not, not cool. That's no, not. That no, yeah, oh, kosher. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, but wow. But then, like, Don doesn't seem to know what finger fucking is. She just knows it has something to do with with fingers. With fingers. And she's looking. So she's looking yeah, at she's her looking fucking at her own fingers. fingers, being like, uh, mm, "How does this? What work? is this? What do I have to do?" And, yeah, ah. and then, yeah, Steve comes over. He's supposed to study with Mark, but they're out shopping. So it's just Steve and. Stephen Dawn. So she's really trying to ingratiate herself. And in. really being super nice. What do you need? What do you want? I have food. I have I have this. I have drinks. She's like, yeah, we have yodels, ringdings, pop-tarts, Hawaiian punch, whatever you want. And it's like... Jesus Christ, have, I want all that. We sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have tons of, tons of crap. But she and she feels like... It's quite a rush. Sugar rush. But, yes. um... Thank you. 
Sorry. So yeah, so she makes him some food, gives him a drink, um, and she's practicing her piano, and, and she's just like, uh, "I can I can play for you again here. Do you want to see my fingers? Want to see my fingers? Uh, is this turning you on?" But he's just. I'm showing you my fingers. How horny are you now? But, oh, yeah, but he's just like a. Yeah, I see. Okay, him. I see your fingers. I At least I know, we know he's not interested. At all. I mean, not like she's uh, thirteen. Yeah, exactly. But the other lady looked. Uh, the other girl looked like he was fourteen. So it's just whatever. But I'm. It, it's really adorable and kind of sick at the same time yeah, that she's like I want to be I want to help you I want to be your bet I want to be your girl I want to be your girlfriend I want to be every, you know that type of thing and eventually well gets, she just wants to spend time with him she doesn't yeah, really she doesn't know what finger fucking know is, even when it's said on. to her yeah but uh and uh oh but, dude Steve drives a fucking pacer with a racing stripe in yeah. the mid 90s oh my gosh that's what a loser this dude is yeah of course he's <laughs> He's finger fucking girls and pretends he's Jim Morrison. So, so basically being Jim, Morrison, being Jim Morrison. But uh, just it, I um I mean and because of all of this, some of his you know she tries to really um was it? It's later when they're in the room together, right? Yeah, it's later when they're in the in in Mark's room in Mark's room yeah, together. That's, that's later. Oh, one thing yeah. I noticed too yeah. is all the songs that um that Steve sings are about. Little girls. Yeah, exactly. It's Which like, is creepy as well. There you go. Stuff about like giving one of the songs has like you know li- like giving candy to a baby. Yeah. And the Welcome to the Dollhouse song is like I got a blow up doll and she looks like you, little girl. It's like oh yeah, he is a bit of a gosh. Yeah. If you don't see it, if you don't see it, you can. I mean, if it's it's staring you right in the but fucking then Dawn's face. But like singing along, like she watches the. She wants to do it, and it was like, song. "I'm into this little girl. I'm one of those little girls." It's, it's just it's fucking. Just like, oh, this is all, it, all kinds of icky. It, it, very, very icky, and yeah, and I, I'm just surprised that you like that that you've watched this so many times that it's this icky. <laughs> what I mean? Wow. Okay, but uh, yeah, she. Um, not only does she have a, but then her her, uh, her and Brandon are also growing closer at this time, and that and that's even that's a much even more almost as fucked up a relationship because he is threatening her with a knife. He's pushing her around. He wants to fucking rape her. He keeps on trying to say that over and again. I'm gonna rape you. Yeah, yeah. Like she got him in trouble, and he's just like um. Meet me after school at three o'clock. You get raped. It's like, what do you have a rape schedule? You fucking freak. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, he does. He he holds a knife to her throat and stuff. But the garbage man comes out to take the garbage out, and she runs away. Yeah. But then, but then later on, um, she's at home and she gets a phone call, and she just takes the phone call like, like you know, why'd you run off so soon? Well, tomorrow, same time, same place. You get raped, and she hangs up the phone and. Her mom's like, well, who is this boy, Brandon? And she's just like, uh, he's a friend. And she's like, well, is he nice? And she's like, yeah, he's okay. It's like, dude, tell no, your mom. Tell your mom and see if she cares more about that than, you know, her perfect other daughter. Her quote unquote perfect other it's, daughter. It's kind of like, dude, why are you afraid to tell? This is weird. Unless it's just sort of like. Because she like, she like, uh, she kind of, uh, she likes the attention yeah. as hateful and hurtful and shitty as, hey, I'm going to rape you. She, inj- at least someone is paying attention to you. Yeah. But yeah, you should, I mean, but she is also a fucking 13, she's a 13 year old human being. Like this and so weird, there's. morbid curiosity. Yes, exactly. That's the, that's the salon's thing. That's mm-hmm. when, when we watch more of his stuff that's gonna be the 
that's going to be the consistent kind of icky, unusual, strange kind of feeling that is in all of his movies that really, and this is the one I've seen the least. I've only, this, I've only seen this twice, once oh. like in college and then once like a couple nights ago. And so to know where his career goes after this is, um, but yeah, during this, she, she has her refuge. She has that freaking, that, uh, for special, that her place for spe- or the her special, special club, pe- special people club, where you know, people club house where she and Ralphie hang out. Yeah. And oh, poor, God damn it. Poor Ralphie. Such a, was such a sweetheart who just, well, you know what? I never what I I never picked up until this most recent viewing. I I can't believe I didn't. I never picked this up. Is okay. So Brandon meets her the next day. She she literally thinks she's she might get raped, which is horrific. Um, but they end up just kind of hanging out, and she's like, "Um, Brandon, you still gonna rape me?" And he's like, "I don't know. What time is it?" Because he doesn't really want to do that. He just wants, wants to connect the with someone, but he doesn't know how to do it if it if it isn't about. A power imbalance, and bullshit, and and, and feel, yeah, exactly. He doesn't know how else to connect with people. Um, and then we realize why he feels that way because of you know because of the home life that we realize later on in the movie that because yeah. of his kind of rough home life and that he actually needs to just fucking that he's supposedly le- yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, what time is it? And she's like, uh, I don't know, but I guess I don't have to be home yet. It's like, dude, he's giving you an out, and you're still being kind of morbid curiosity like yeah i can hang um and he's like god. nope not enough time not enough time to rape oh god that's 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 and uh you know the actor's name is also named brandon yeah which is fucking weird you know too. what he did um i think the uh the, the same year hmm. uh empire records he plays the, the kid that shoplifts. It's on our list. Yeah. That, that says his name's Warren Beatty. Yeah. He's that. Oh, so shit. He, yeah, so he plays assholes a lot. Wow. Or at least he did early in his career. Yeah, that's an awesome. I mean, my gosh. But, um, but then the two of them, they kind of have a thing on the DL. Like, they don't talk to each other in public. Um, but they're hanging out in the, um, in the clubhouse. <laughs> and this is what I didn't pick up on is... She, oh... Okay, so the mom wants the clubhouse torn down, torn down for, for their her party. anniversary party, and Don's like, um, no, that's my that's my thing, that's my sanctuary. That's my only thing where I feel safe, only place where I feel like I'm... And yeah, they're having dinner, away. and she's just like, no, the clubhouse stands, and that's final. She really does, like, for kind of a meek, timid, underdog character, she does stand, stand her ground when she wants to, which I, which I think is part of also what makes her such a great character. And then the mom is just like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna need your guy, you know... Missy, Mark, I'm going to need your help to tear out down that mess in the backyard. So it's like it's going away whether you do it or not because what you want doesn't matter. It's about, you know. Me. We, yeah, we have to make the backyard look nice for all the people so the people, you know, Can will think we have, you know, such a nice. Wonderful life, which yeah, it is not. Family life. Oh, and one thing that I also thought, thought was kind of funny about this particular scene is the mom, they, mom and Missy, they bring out these, um slices of chocolate cake and the dad's like, ah, this I like. And Mark's like, yeah, where'd you get it? It's like. You guys have yodels, ringdings, Pop-Tarts, Hawaiian Punch, plenty of sugar in the and house. chocolate cake. But you're so excited about these pieces of chocolate cake. Well, and baby, chocolate like, cake. I know, chocolate cake is amazing. But And she's just like, oh, I bought it at the supermarket. It's like, I'm pretty sure she's a homemaker. It's like, you can't make a cake, but, you know, whatevs. Um, but then Dawn, still standing her ground, she pushes the cake away. Like, no, I'm not taking anything nice from you. You're being an ass to me. Uh-uh. And then they, and then they say, okay. Well, and then they and then the mother asks both the brother and uh 
and the uh, was it the brother and the father or the brother and the no, little the girl? No, the brother and the little girl. Brother and the little girl to, the little girl to you know to take down the clubhouse and shut it down and f- fuck it up. And then and Missy, just, the little little bitch, um, she's just like, uh, "Mommy, since Dawson's not having her cake, can Mark and I split it?" And Mark's like, "Yeah, can we?" And she and she she like that's actually really good acting from this little girl. She shoots Don a look like, mm, "Okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be pissy and not take your cake. Well, fine, I'll have it." Um, but anyway, so so Don and Brandon are hanging out, listening to um, "I Get Lost in Your Eyes" by Debbie Gibson yeah, on cassette. That's weird. And that's um, wonderful. And Brandon asked Don, like, "Hey, where'd you get the cassette player?" And Don's like, "Ralphie gave it to me." And he's like, "Why do you hang out with that f word for?" And she's like, Ralphie, just because he's an F word doesn't mean he's an asshole. And it's like, that's pretty base. It's like, yeah, that's true. You can be pretty base. Oh my God. My wife's saying the word base, everybody. You can be one without being the other. Hello, can you go? Death row, let a brother know. But then, oh, this is where she has to um, uh, make the confession. She's like, Brandon, I want to be your girlfriend, but I can't because I'm in love with someone else. and she and Steve he's just like Rogers. yeah he's just like who is it and she's like you don't know him he's older and he's like oh what's his fucking name he's like Steve Rogers he's in high school and he like gets all pissed off and he calls her an asshole he runs away and he pushes her down and then Ralphie comes to say um to be like Don you know don't worry it's okay it's okay then, trying to be a good friend and, and then she, she just calls screams him the F slur at him that's hard to watch and listen to yeah that's uh, even even. Probably in '96, that is hard to listen to, but especially now, that is we have evolved, and we don't fucking I don't like. I would hope whatever so. the fuck. Oh yeah, with yeah. uh, certain parts of America yeah. has evolved, but um, certain parts haven't. The part that I didn't that I didn't pick up on okay. was later on when she's again drinking in the TV room like she's not supposed to, and Ralphie calls her on the phone, and Missy says, you know, it's it's Ralphie, and she's like, I don't, you know, hang it up, I don't want to talk to that F slur, and um. <laughs> Missy's like, well, he's your friend, and he's calling you, and you should talk to him. Which, she's not wrong there. And But what she says, this is what I never picked up anymore. Just say, like, she's like, no, he's a spy and an asshole, and tell him he can rot in hell. Which which is harsh, because he's listening on the other end, and he yeah. hears all of this. But what I never got before was that she called him a spy. So that's why she, she's not randomly pissed off at him for no reason, or for hierarchical reasons. She's pissed off that he was watching and snooping on what she was doing with Brandon. Yeah. And it's like, okay, semi-justified. At least Sem- uh, no, uh, not, uh, not justified to not, call not, him not that. Not justified but, to say those things to him, no. But you but can understand to, to that was his her motive but for be being pissed. But to be kind of pissed in general. It's yeah. like, okay, so at least there's some reasoning there. She's not, she's not just taking frustration out on him for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. There is a certain type of reason that, yeah, yeah anyway. But he was also, he was probably trying to be productive because he knows that Brandon's a piece of shit, which is very clear. So, I mean, yeah, they they both kind of did wrong things for not the worst possible reasons. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a yeah, lot of unusual, great. you know, very, fl- very flawed young people trying to, trying to connect and trying to adapt to things that they recognize. Like, I'm going to call you up. And then, it, it, because I also heard someone that cares about me in a certain way call, uh, call you that or whatever. Just and she adapts, uh, adopts certain things just so she can feel safe and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just it, and it, it doesn't go. It, she's not done any favors by anybody. No. 
it's really it's it, it makes you want to fucking some of this just makes you want to fucking cry just yeah yeah anyway so now we're at the anniversary party and i just have <laughs> and to mention, he's and steve is there uh you know well singing. I, I just have i have to mention the tacky ass uncanny valley cake that had the portrait of the mom and dad yeah. on it it was really bad it's great oh my gosh it's the thing of nightmares but oh yeah so steve quit the band but he's like Mark's telling the dad, like, well, he'll play for 200 bucks because he's trying to skip town. Yeah. He he, he thinks he's going to... He's going to go to New York City. He's going to go to New York and be a, the next Jim Morrison, and he's show, he was showing Don, you know, the <laughs> no, photos for his first no, album. Dude. Yada, yada. No, dude. Oh, God. When he shows her those... Do you think they look good? You know, um, I mean, I, they could be something from my album, you know. Oh, when's your album? You have an album? Oh, it's going to be awesome. That actually is a good moment with with Steve and Don, though, because Mark comes back in and he's like, out! And she's like, no, Steve and I are just talking. Like, I'm not doing anything. And then Steve does, yeah, and he's like, you don't understand. This is my room. And Steve actually, he does kind of defend her by being like, dude, you're being a total fascist. Just let her hang out. Like, yeah. what's your problem? And Mark's just kind of like, ugh, fine. I guess if the cool guy says it's okay, I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, the guy who wants to be Jim Morris yeah. in New York City. God damn it. But yeah, so Mark wrote this really bad um, song for the parents. <laughs> just changing the le- just changing the words to, hey, you guys are together. You had a wonderful life together. It's now your anniversary. Aren't you happy it's your anniversary? You know, just the most simple, boring, like, statements yes, about their fucking life. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh, you're still together after so many years. Look at them. They're so happy. Aren't you happy that they but are so happy? Or whatever and the fuck. A good old time. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's not awful. It's not an awful whatever, but it's But, but not- Dawn's just watching from her bedroom. I like how she's not wearing shoes. She's wearing the, this outfit that does not match no. with her with her hair all done up in a ponytail with one of those hair elastics with the giant plastic balls on it and this like little giant fr- plastic balls. Everybody. Yes, this like frilly blue kind of crop top with yeah. lime green pants and it's like, girl, no, at, yeah, at least that at doesn't least, really work. At least match, but no shoes. She's walking around barefoot because like fuck it, it's my house. I don't care if it's a party. But she's um she's going and she looks for Steve and <laughs> she asks Mark and he's like leave me alone I'm trying to figure something out there's a problem with the sound system or something but Missy tells her I mean, that Steve is in the garage and she is gonna go and I I think her plan is to ask him to be her boyfriend or something yeah that and that's not and no. that doesn't work out well because he's in there with another girl. girl at least a girl that looks about his age so at least there's that yeah but it's also like like wow dude you're getting paid to sing at your acquaintance's parents' anniversary party, but you bring a chick to bang in the garage. That's fucking class act. No, you don't have sex on work time. Ideally not, no. Ideally, no, yeah. But But um, she, you know, she thinks twice, like, okay, he's with another girl. Well, what can I say now? Like, oh, I'm going to make a new clubhouse, and I want to know if you'd be my first honorary member. And he's just like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, the special people club. And he's like, well, do you know? Like, he's not being an asshole about it. No. Really? Not really. I mean, he's not a great person, but. No, he's not a great person. (laughs) But he's, you know, being pretty, you know, using kid gloves. Um, And he's like, special people equals R words. Club is for R words. And he just closes the door. And she's like, oh, God. So I don't have Brandon. I don't have Steve. My life is fucked. (laughs) My life is terrible. 
I mean, none of that was ever actually going to work out. None of that was ever going to work out, ever. Oh, and then they're, wa- they're watching the video of the anniversary party, and we find out that, yeah, Steve quit the band again. The dad's pissed, because he's like, I just gave him a couple hundred bucks. What the fuck? And March is like, yeah, he, uh, I told him he's never going to get into a good school now. He dropped out and went to New York. And it's like, I don't think he's worried about getting into a yeah, good school. Yeah, that's, no, he's not going to go into He's a... going to end up doing some very bad things. Uh, uh, she doesn't want him to go to New York. She finally get she gets to the house at one point and says, hey, I'd love you to, I, where are you going? I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. And he uh, says, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, that's, bo- that's when he leaves the band um, for the first time when um, yeah. when Mark right. tells him that a singing was a little flat. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck this shit. And then the drummer's like, well, he can't take criticism. And he just he just bails. Yeah. Because that's that's the kind of dude he is. It's like, he doesn't care about doing anything well. He just is like, I'm, I'm pretty. I have pretty privilege. Everything should just work out for me, cuz. <laughs> oh, but then, yeah, we watched the... um. The, re- the rest of the video, and it's Missy pushing Dawn into the kiddie pool and yeah. getting her outfit all wet, and everybody's just laughing, and Missy's like, hey, let's watch it again, but, you know, Dawn gets her revenge for this. She, I don't know if she sleeps with a hammer under her pillow every night, or if this was a special occasion, Yeah. but she finds the tape, takes it outside, hammers the shit out of it, and yeah, I hope she tosses it, or maybe she wants everyone to see it, because it's like, you know what, fuck all y'all. Yeah. But then, yeah, then she decides she wants to take the hammer to Missy, and she just can't do and she it. Can't. She really wants to, but she can't do and it. She can't do it because of her morality, even. and she's actually an okay I'll get person. In for this. She doesn't, and also she's a, a she's a pretty she's, she's an okay. She's not violent. She's not violent, especially when she's been threatened with so much fucking violence. Anyway, so a few days later, Brandon is arrested. Oh yeah, for, <laughs> for drug dealing in school. Oh god, and his. But but after that, remember, it's the whole thing where um, the dad's car breaks down, so the mom has to go pick him up at the dealership. Yeah. So she says, you have to give Missy this note, note. saying that she has to get a ride home from ballet class because yeah. I won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And Dawn almost gives her the message. And then kind of. But then, but then it's like, ah, you know, I don't want to. Never mind. Nothing. And then. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, that she's just going to get But she's pissed off. She's the fucking, she, she's the black, quote unquote, black sheep in this family. Mm -hmm. And she is tired of being shit on by everyone who supposedly cares about her. And so she says, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck my dumb fucking bitch of a fucking sister. I'm going to say, hey, you just get lost. And, and she does. And guess what the fuck happens? God damn it, dude. She goes missing. She goes missing. And yeah, and the dad has a nervous breakdown because his one kid that he actually likes. And, you know, the mom's freaked out and there's cops all over the house. And, you know, it's a it's a big to-do, although neither Mark nor Don seem very super upset. Yeah, but also she visits Brandon's home. Well, that's, story well, that's why she is. and Mark um, were staying home from yeah. school because the mom didn't me- make them go to the school because of the kidnapping and they're just like, oh, she thinks they're distraught, but they're not. And but so, then Don tells Mark like, yeah, mom's afraid I'm going to get kid- kidnapped also. And Mark's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I don't think so. So she uses her day off of school to go visit Brandon. She tells Brandon that she wants to be his girlfriend. God Darn it, that's not a good idea. No. But he tells her that he's running away to where else? New York City, across the river. Yeah. To, to you know, probably hang out with Steve, and they're both going to make oh, it God. in New York. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because his dad's going to send him to some kind of... Reformatory reform- Yeah, reformatory, because they thought he was drug dealing, but as it turns because out, he wasn't. He wasn't. You th- That's my friend who does it. You really think I'm a drug dealer? 
Yeah. Is that what you think of me? That that type of attitude. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's poor, so he's the scapegoat of his friend group, and yeah. that's why he was the one that didn't get invited to Cookie's birthday party. Cookies. Even though he gave her his cookie, and she's like, he's like, ah, ah, because I I didn't eat my dessert at lunch. I saved it for you, and she's like, but Brandon, this didn't even cost anything. Cost anything. So he's, he's asking her to come with her, and she's like, dude, I, I can't just run off to New York. What the fuck? I'm 13. What am I going to do? And he's like, now or never. And she's like, no, I can't. And he's like, you know, okay, get fucked then. And he just bails. Yeah. And You can see where the, uh, where the aggressive, frustrating Oh, yeah. I mean, of... you know, Brandon just, he, he sleeps on a mattress on a floor. They obviously have very little money. It's probably it's you can not see why he life. treats people. When when, he, when Don first asks, like, "Oh, is is Brandon here? Can I talk to him?" And her dad's like, "The dad's like, what did he knock you up or something?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" god. So she decides she will run off to New York, but not to be with Brandon, to try and oh, because we they get a call from the cops saying that they found her two two in, in Times, Times Square. Square. Oh god! Yeah, and then the then the mom is really fucking like, lost. "Ah, my name's Marge, and I'm scared," you know. That bullshit. But, um... So she does. She gets on a bus, goes, goes to, to Times New York Square, and she just... She, she puts up flyers and stuff. You know, she does... Like, she can do, do you see this people. person? Yeah. No. Do you know this person? No. Get away from me, kid. You bother me. Type thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, she fall, she falls asleep in, like, a, in like just on the street, and she has that fantasy where she finds Missy, and she's the big hero. Yeah. And everybody's telling her that... You're great. We love you. Yeah, everybody, all the major characters in the movie say that they love her. Yeah. But then she wakes up and she's like, oh, crap. Uh, I'm still in New York City. <laughs> and she gets on the phone and apparent, and finds out, you know, where she... Uh, where She eventually finds out where her, uh, where her sister was. Yeah, she gets on the phone, um, talks to Mark, and she's like, can I... And she's like, can I talk to mom? She's like, I, I was trying to find Mussy. And he, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, great, great freaking job. They found her. She's here. <laughs> she was kidnapped in town by some fucking creepy weirdo. Yeah, it's Mr. <laughs> Kazden. It's the guy that we see at the anniversary party that has Missy on his shoulders. Yeah. That's the guy that took her. So yeah. It's like, yeah, creep in the neighborhood. That cre- this is This is littered. Creep, creepy people. Of course, I mean Todd Salon. So of course, so you're gonna when you watch more of his stuff, you'll understand that his Town entire fucking movie. Yes, this is it's nothing but creepy people. And uh, and there's a whole bunch of to do. Uh, oh, before any of this, it, uh, the police when they uh, they keep on asking her. It, it, so you gave her the note. Yeah, the sister claims to have given her the note. Is able give her a note. Giving her a note, and then just like, oh, jeez, and, and the pressure, and the and how Todd kind of just focuses on her face, and how she has to deal with all of that, and that's what kind of helps her so want to go like, to freaking New York so City like, yeah, this to is, fuck this out. Literally, is like this fault. is the this is I actually did this, and I actually feel bad that I did this to someone that is family, but whatever. But yeah, and she finds out. Yeah, it, it, the guy was fucking creep. Yeah, creepy dude. she was like, and she was Don's happy like, to oh, be there. Dead. That's she's weird. Like, she's like, no, she's fine. And he's like, she's like, well, did he rape her? And he's like, no, I think she actually liked being there. She had her own TV and complete control of the pusher and got to have as much candy and McDonald's as she wants. <laughs> Fucking awesome. No, no, it's not. I, I like not, those parts. Still not okay. Still not great. But I like candy. I like McDonald's. I like, I like having control of the remote. 
Yes. Now, all th- things are all three of those things are great, but uh, yeah. And so, so Missy is fine back home, and she's like, "Well, can I talk to mom?" And he's like, "Eh, she's being interviewed." Don ret- and then eventually she fucking guts back to her class. Uh, classmates and and does this speech oh yeah and oh. that is sad that is That's fucked up terrible. that is really that is everyone's worst they nightmare. should they should not have made her do that though because it's like it's rough yeah i know she's a kid get off her but so she has to now do the presentation of you know thank thank you to the community for your support and giving police any information you have and Thanks to that, my sister is now safe and sound. But of course, these kids are fucking middle school jackasses. So they're just a wiener, wiener dog. Yeah, every, like a good like quarter to third of the entire audience starts just yelling that in unison right at her face. While wiener she's dog. And wiener you can tell, dog. And her acting is so good here. You can tell she wants to cry. She Heather Matarazzo is so good here. I mean, she's good in the entire movie, but it's just like, ugh, just heartbreaking. And the principal has to, you know, just say, hey, be quiet. But nobody's actually, like, specifically reprimanded. Yeah. It's like you're, no, like you're, saying, you're saying be quiet, but you're not actually doing anything. showing that this behavior is wrong. This way to treat people is not okay, and there are repercussions for it. Yeah, and, and because that, and it's still happening to this. I mean, it was, ha- not to be whatever, but it was happening when I was a kid. <laughs> And that she eventually, her brother Mark says that everything's going to get better in high school, and that. Well, he's like, she's like, is is eighth grade better than seventh? And he's like, no, junior high sucks. High school's better. It's closer to college. No, high school is not as it's. Well, he what he says, he's like, yeah, they'll better. call you names, but not so much to your face. Yeah. So he had to deal with something very similar. He knows how it goes, which I think is why, is he, why he's a little harder and why he's a little, you know, frustrated. Yeah, he's a little older and he just throws himself into schoolwork because it's basically like, the yeah, they're all going to be a bunch of losers. I'm going to be like a fucking, a fucking awesome tech, dude, tech tech wizard with all the money, and you know, fuck them. Yeah. And uh, then he just, and then at the very end, they're on a, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, she's like, you know, I don't want to go to Disney World. And he's like, don't be stupid. If Every, nothing else, it'll look good on your college, college resume, resume. Because yeah. that's what everything is about. And, uh, yeah, and we, and then the final shot is just them, it's just pushing in on her as she's singing. She's in the <laughs> Hummingbirds chorus at yeah. school. And they uh, are having a summer trip, I think it is, so to sad. Disney World where they are so, going to perform. So that's something. Well, that's interesting. I mean, wow. A bus from New Jersey to fucking Florida to sing in a choir at Disney World? Yeah, that's, that's fucking something. awesome. So it's like you have something going for you, Dom. You're, you're learning to play. But, you know, that that's a traumatic couple of fucking... I mean, what do you... Th- how long do you think this fucking movie takes place over? I'm oh, just a month curious. tops. Yeah, probably a month. But this is an insane, intense fucking month. I don't yeah, know Yeah, she's either going to have to get real hard shit. or she's going to get real broken. Yeah. And so it'll probably be... She'll become inert and become numb to it, I think. That's mm. my hope. I mean, I don't like to think of broken adults all that much because anyway. But um yeah, and then and then it ends with her singing on the bus and then cut and then we cut out black and it's just it's a wonderful movie. So yeah, it doesn't show anything actually getting better for her. No, not but, really. Well know, it's a Todd Salons movie, of yeah. course not. And uh So it's not a it's not a sad ending, but it's not a happy ending. It's pretty much just an ending. Yeah won the uh, uh this movie won the grand jury prize for best dramatic feature at the 1996 Sundance Film Festival. Nice. And critic Roger Ebert, Ebert 
was vocal about his love for the film and put it on placing at number five on his best of 1996 list. I just felt for her so much. I know, poor thing. It was it, that some of that shit in some of the shit in this movie will be triggering to you if you are yes. a, a younger, yes, well, if you're a lady who didn't grow up. Warning at the beginning. Yeah, this is a trigger warning for every episode. This is a trigger warning. Con- this is a very podcast. triggering podcast. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, it's just very. Oh, English awful. Patient Fargo came out that year. Oh, Fargo. Secrets yeah. and Lies, Train Spotting, Sling Blade. People versus Larry Flint. Scream came out that year. Oh yeah, of course. That, well, that's a good. That's a handful. Of good. Wow. God. But um. Here. Okay. I'm gonna read you. Oh yeah. Let's read. Let's. Oh yeah. Let's listen to Michael's notes. I. I'm sorry. I like. This is fun. Notes out of context. I was so fucked up for some reason. I wrote down high school. High school. A hell we all. Sh- a hell we all know. Looking for that place to sit. But, f- but friends, lesbian, her face is killing me. Leave me a- alone, wiener dog. Sad shit. Who does suck, man? Stones fans. Drop dead, Lester. No, tramp. drop dead Lesbo. That's what she says. La- when, drop dead Lesbo. When Missy is team. telling her not to drink in the TV room, she just she just matter of factly says, "Drop dead Lesbo." Yeah, Lesbo. Yeah. Which I know is a bad slur, but it's actually pretty funny the way it's done. Trauma passed down is what I wrote. Violence yes. at the home? Question mark. Punished? Bullshit? Both detention? More BS? Cruel, dirty, blonde named Lolita. Yeah, her name is Lolita. That's the girl. That's the goth girl's oh, name. Oh shit! And which is, I mean, it's staring you right in the yeah. face. Yeah. Oh man. That all of these fucking things are just, just like, wow. This whole movie is about tra- traumatic uh, experiences dealing with pedophilic fucking uh, older themes. men. Yeah. And themes and fucking ugly shit. There's a lot of ugly. I mean, yeah. It says because you're ugly, ugly kissing, more frustrating sadness at at these characters. Fuck that team. Special People Club, Steve Rogers, for my college resume, doesn't, uh, damn it, a reformatory, a reformatory, pressure to be all though, to be all things for others, kill that baby, sweet candy, that's what I wrote down, sweet candy, the interested party wants to see that young dude singing, Jim Morrison type of singing, Changed her grade Gruber. Stranger talk with a kidnap victim. Bully fuck tattoo on his chest. Shot a spitball. Who over taught you to fight back? She is here to talk about music. Talking with the dude. Out. Dancing of the young sister. Hooked up to the email. Hooked up to the email. I love that. It's oh, yeah. 1995. Hooked up to the email. Possibly. Possibly. Possible baby. Oh, Jesus. Few. Uh, gross. Uh, oh. Gross Steve is horny. How horny? Duh. Oh, God. <laughs> a Steve is a bad sex guy. <laughs> also known as a is a burgeoning pedophile. Let's talk about finger fuck. <laughs> Pacer dude. How old is Steve? Yodels? Fish sticks? She's a bit happy and eager to talk to him. 
Here I come the music. While he's eating and he and her staring. Not smooth, but not super sad piano playing. Barry, do you want to see my fingers? Steve! Shrine. Little girl, welcome to the dollhouse. See, again, I wrote all this down. Little girl, welcome to the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Ugh, fucking goddamn it. I even wrote this down. I said, I wrote down, fuck this shit. Steve handling... Steve uh, handling it, but that clarinet, shit face. Cruel dudes into raping. Please, if the lady please, piece of fucks. Run of evil anniversary, team down the the hobos. <laughs> I'm here for the rape. Oh, God. <laughs> 4.30, don't feel like an orgy. Marinara? Burden, I don't mean to be a cunt. Oh, hey, retarded. And a kiss, are you still going to rape you? Not enough time. Don is adamant about the clubhouse no dessert who would the parents say about that kiss from grandma the rapist <laughs> brandon you mean brandon brianna brandon be rapist brandon be rapist and uh I, it's almost like the parents don't want don to be happy they are okay pictures fuck out being like a total fascist horny bird Horny bird? Horny bird's birthday party. Brandon fueled at this present and how he's pissed. The song playing while they're laying down? Fuck. Just because he has a... Just because has a beep doesn't mean he's an asshole. What's his name? Sad 20-year-old party. The song is... Twitch to listen to? Oh, yeah. It is Twitch to listen to. I don't like it. Twitch to listen to. Quite the outfry? I don't know. Leave me about to the figure out something off having sex in my garage. God damn it. Your chip is for the retards. Oh, God. More bully? Pride will get him in the butthole. Butthole pride. Nearly killing her sister with the butthole pride. Bully Brandon. Adel intense. Brandon in the... Souk. Don is a lot of depression. Bashing art. Missy gone. Don't give her the note. Network breakdown. Grab at her. Better? Want birth? Brandon has a sad, fucked-up family home. The nervousness, fear, and a dr- and incense and insensitivity on her face. I'm the one who makes the first move. You can't come? Question mark. Dan, Don, can to the hospital. Is Missy alive in these in this fear? Cut, square, trout, and dependent to go on that bus. No! We love you, Don. Sounds like Missy is fine, Mom. Is better getting interviewed. Kasdan, quite the speech. Feels bake. College resume to have a Disneyland attendance on there. That's what I wrote down. That's what you wrote down. Yeah. Were you, were you sober? 
Rand, I don't think so, but I, I I think I was fairly sober. Most of those aren't even sentences, and I didn't say they would be. Words. Did I say they would be? Huh? Those no, I didn't. So is let, that, I'm. Is consistent. that how you think when you watch a film? I think like this: another odd duck, another black sheep, uh, who just wants to be cared for, wants to be loved, wants to, you know, fucking not feel like fucking horseshit all the time by her fucking parents and by everybody and friends, else and yeah. friends and sip and brothers and sisters and she just wants to have a place where she is not known as as a fat friend or a, or a sadness about that you know anyway we're talking about Muriel's wedding this uh movie came out in 94 uh in Australia yes in America, it came out in March of 1995 ah. is when it came to America. Here are the movies that you could see in March of 1995. The Mangler, French Twist, No Contest, Shotgun Freeway, Roommates, Hideaway, Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase, Exotica, Behind Mor- Mortal Kombat 3, into that outworld. Behind Mortal Kombat? I don't want to see behind it. I don't care. Uh, heart to Heart. Secrets of the Heart. The Good Old Boys. Raw Target. Private Obsession. That looks like pornography. The Sum of Us. All Things Fair. The New Adventures of Peter Rabbit. Outbreak came out this month with Kevin Spacey and Rene Russo and Morgan Freeman and Dustin Hoffman and a fucking monkey. And a monkey. And a monkey. who's like, ah! monkey and i'm here to say i'm gonna get you a virus every day the demolitionist oh i like that victim of desire another movie that looks very much like a porno the stranger with kitty long holding a huge shotgun oh texas chainsaw massacre the next generation came out this month oh yeah oh another connection candy man farewell to the flesh Bye Bye Love, In Pursuit of Honor, Losing Isaiah, Cyborg Cop 2, oh Jesus, Tender Fictions, For Better or Worse, oh God, with with Jason Alexander and James Woods, and a lady in between them that seems to be holding James Woods like they're in a wedding, and you know, oh my gosh, Jason Alexander also wants to have sex with a lady, and I think that's the movie for better or worse. Oh, God. Major Pain. Oh, gosh. Dolores Claiborne. Hey, that's a great movie. I love Dolores Claiborne. I was just going, about Major Pain. Sand Kings. Priest. Tall Tale. Pet Shop. Dead Badge. Steel Frontier. Across the Moon. Tommy Boy. Jefferson in Paris. Tank Girl also came out oh, this yeah. fucking month. We watched that movie. Uh, Born to be Wild, where a young kid is, you know, following a an ape into the jung- jungle. That's a weird fucking, or at least that's what it looks like on the fucking poster. And Titanica. Okay. Well, th- this movie is you much have, better than Titanica. Yeah, what? You've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. And what this was, think? I loved it. This is a great story about a, uh, a bit of a, a, a sweetheart of a liar who's tired of being shit on and fucking, you know, 
what and then the one time that she actually does something it ruins everybody quote unquote ruins everyone's life around around her when she finally you know takes advantage of this shit so should we get in should we get into it this Let's is a wonderful i I love Tony Collette in this. Oh, this he's is so nice. Good. And Rachel Grivis is my, one of my she's fucking favorites. She's also so good. Yeah, and they're so well written. They're well written characters. They're if it, it's very very Australian. I can see why you wanted to pair these two together. Do you think Don would ever would be friends with uh, Muriel, or do you think they if they would ever meet in a certain like cinematic well, universe? Well, it's hard to say because Don is thirteen and Muriel's twenty two. Oh, the, uh, this is uh, she was twenty. Tony Collette was twenty two. Well, the, the or char- at least the character. The character's wow. twenty two. They do mention it. Um, this uh, made uh, fifty seven point five million at the box office, and the budget was nine million. So this became a fucking huge fucking hit. Yeah, this was uh, wonderful. And you saw uh, you saw this one on HBO, or was it the other one on HBO? Mm-hmm. The other um, one was um, mainly on IFC because it was... Yeah, that, uh, that's 100% independent cinema. Yeah. No, yeah, I saw this on HBO a lot. And uh, it's, so we so we meet her. Uh, so we meet um, Muriel. Her life is just... Oh, it's just awful. It's just... It's not a fun time. She's berated by her uh, fucking dad, who is a bit of a, like a... I don't know, like a... Like a business douchebag, like a—I don't want to say Trumpian character, but kind of like a like a business. Who are you talking about? The father. Okay. Is 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 a uh, is a guy who's kind of is more he's might be level, cheating on his low, wife. He's, he's a low level politician. He's a low level business politician, dude. That made sense. He's but, a council member. Yeah, council member, and he's always bragging about who he, how he knows this person, how I knew this person, how he's making deals and making things wonderful though the wife of the uh, of the father of the the mother is not in a good relationship at all this is not a good relationship for her she's being yeah, like she's bullied just, and shit she's just kind of empty inside empty she and just, you know that's that doesn't feel fulfilled in any way yeah and that that's that's really awful. well we meet muriel at tanya's wedding yeah and this wet this doesn't go well. Doesn't go well, and it's so sad because she catches the bouquet, and they say we have to do it again because she's a fucking a- she's a jerk. We don't like her. We think she's useless, and they Just, really. You know, Cheryl's been dating so and so for six weeks. She's next. Give it to her. <laughs> Well, then I'll give it to her. And Muriel's trying to be accommodating, trying to be... She's she's really sad about it, but she's just like, oh, okay, okay, here. And she's like, no, we broke up last night. And it's like, well, you'd think her not showing up with her so-called boyfriend would be some sort of a message that perhaps they are no longer together. Yeah. And, uh... But then the other friend takes the groom into the laundry room and bangs him. Well, that's not good. And Muriel's the one that sees them. And, and then you would think that they would have... You know, took the other type of took the other type of tactic and been kind to Muriel rather than just shit on them when they found out that uh, ooh, if you're if you're seeing some dude and the girl, you would think that you would be try to calm it down just to see if you can uh, pay her off, pay Muriel off, and say, hey, I know you saw this happening. Yeah, but, but they I don't know that she saw them. Yeah, they didn't see her see them. Well, I thought the dude looked at her right before they whatever, but um. It looked at Muriel, but anyway, um, 
it's it's sad when she says yeah it's having sex they're having sex in the laundry room it's it's really yeah one of the bridesmaids and the groom and uh it's yeah not a good start to a marriage no and, no and it's not and wedding get and diane calls the police uh, on uh who's a or oh yeah a department store detective yes she's a department store detective that's a real thing yeah i guess she's in charge of shoplifting and she calls the cops on Muriel because she's like, oh, all she has to do is say, I saw her steal this dress. Yeah. She, she was like, oh, I was almost 100% on my convictions, except I lost her before she, before she got away. So she, all she has to do is call the cops and say, I saw her do this. And they come and pick her up and they take her home. So she has to leave the, um, leave the wedding in a cop car. They take her home to try and find the receipt. And when she gets home, instead of finding the receipt, she just goes in and puts on some ABBA. Yeah, and she loves she ABBA. I love ABBA. Yeah, uh, using all this music was great. They almost didn't... Um, Still works. Music fucking makes a, a reason why those Mamma Mia movies are so fucking popular. It's not because of the writing of those movies. It's because of the fucking ABBA songs, you know. That and you know, seeing stars sing ABBA songs. So ABBA, I mean, they really they use plenty of they use, but it, they use it well yeah, in this fucking movie. And it doesn't. And if you're gonna make it the whole thing, they make it the whole thing. They don't necessarily. It, they lean into it. They lean into it being it, about it, it, her really loving ABBA so much and really loving how. Oh, okay. Well, and it, it gets people. It gets. Her, uh, the audience and everybody else to really empathize with her already. I mean, it, oh, I also like ABBA. She's being, uh, you know. Anyway, so yeah, I think they were pretty big in Australia. The uh, and I think this movie caused kind of a, a resurgence of ABBA music. I think when the when it came out, um, Dancing Queen hit the charts again, and that's when I got that. This movie is what got me into ABBA. One of my first CDs I ever bought was ABBA Gold. Yeah, I think it was because of this. I movie. have ABBA Gold somewhere in this mm-hmm. office, but yeah, that's. Uh, so soon, soon after Bill's rumored mistress Deidre. Oh, however, the reason okay. the way he gets um, Bill, her dad, gets her kind of off the hook for the stolen dress because she never produces the receipt, probably because she did in fact steal it. I hear you, buddy. I love you, buddy. It's okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh, is you know he starts you know charming the police officers because he knows one of the officers' dads, and he sends them off with a case of beer. Yeah, yeah. So the, as you leave. do in fucking Australia. I don't know, but they beer is very popular. Yeah. In I think beer is popular in a lot of places. Okay, but so they basically forget about the whole dress thing and they just leave. Yeah. And, uh, they, yeah, they, uh, uh, recruit, uh, Deidre, let's talk about, a bit about Deidre and, uh, Bill. Bill seems to be... Uh, well, yeah, so then, then the next thing they're, well, they're in the, um... This a, a restaurant. They're in a Chinese restaurant. Some uh, uncomfortable racism here. Charlie Chan. Yeah, Bill Jesus keeps Christ. calling the server Charlie Chan. But the server seems okay with it because he keeps telling, I think he's with some Japanese businessmen trying to get them to invest in something. Yeah. So he's trying to schmooze them. And he's like, yeah. And he says it, I think, like three times. Like, yeah, I got his uncle out of China. Okay, and it's calm like, down. Well, that sounds like Do you want to stick her, dickhead? Yeah, I don't I know. know what you want. All right. This is bullshit. But then it's weird. He's, he's supposedly 
um, schmoozing these businessmen to try and get them to invest in something. And he starts harping on his freaking kids. Talking about how, you know, the uh, the older three are all on the dole. And it's like, well, okay, whose fault is that, sir? Yeah. Are you, um, be- are you helping them out? Are you trying to find them jobs? Are you doing anything to help well, your yeah. family? How did you raise them when they, when, they, when they were younger? Did yeah. they have extracurriculars? Did you push them to, to try and decide what they wanted to be? Or did you just leave everything to your wife and, you know, go off and do your thing? You know, it's parenting is a full-time job. Um, but then he hones in on Muriel, and we actually hear this story twice about how, you know, he paid $3,000 for her to go to secretarial college, and when she comes out, she can't even type. He's like, yeah, I got her um, I got her a job at a, uh, a solicitor's office that I know, and, she- and he has to let her go because she can't type. And she's like, I... I could type if I, if I couldn't type. Why'd they give me my secretarial diploma? And he's like, well, because I paid for it. And it's like, why are you doing this when you're supposed to be schmoozing these guys? Yeah, this is not professional. Why are you harping on your well, Yeah, kids? exactly. It doesn't look good when you just are belitting, uh, bel- belittling your children like this. Yeah, I know. It's like, that does not make you look good, sir. This is your fault. Yeah, and I don't know... Oh, and, I mean, then he, and then he also starts talking about how he almost got in the federal government. And she's like, yeah. And he says to um, to Joni, the older sister, like, show him your shirt. And she's wearing, you know, a, a shirt with his face on it that says, Heslop, you can't stop progress. And then Joni's just like, eh, he lost. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, and it uh, there's a recurring joke and it starts here. Yes. But she says, uh, but he says, oh, Deidre. Oh, Deidre, come over here. Oh, hi, I'm Deidre. I'm here. Oh, so good what to a see coincidence. You. It's what a coincidence. They keep saying that. They say that every time. Every time he's in a restaurant, Deidre Chambers just happens to pop up. And yeah. every time, it's a coincidence. So he's fucking her. And uh, he or is. Or he wants to. Or, yeah, no. We, we don't know if they're doing it by this point. By but. this point, but yeah, he's, he's, he's really interested. You know, he's really getting into, oh, my. <laughs> And I guess Deidre's, I don't know, whatever. I'm not here to, whatever. But it, it, she gets over here and then says, hey, I, I want you to meet my, uh, I want you to meet my family. This is what's going on. I want you to, uh, look at that, uh, look at uh, fucking Muriel right over here. Can you seem to help me? You know, tries to get Because she runs some sort of cosmetics company. It seems yeah. kind of MLM-ish because she has to buy the kits and then sell them at a bit of a markup. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> so, she hooks her up with that. Yeah, and, uh, a Muriel's quote-unquote friends... Yeah, then, I guess it's it the next like... night or later that night or something, she hooks up with her friends at some bar. And her friends don't like her. Her friends yeah, are her not friends her friends. Suck. Her friends are fucking pieces of shit. It's Tanya, Cheryl... Oh, God. What was that? Um, Tanya, Cheryl. Tanya, Cheryl, Janine, and Nicole. Yeah, th- those are those are all bad. Na- I mean, my gosh, those are perfect names for jer- jerk faces like yes. them. Yeah, they, and they they're a real specific type of lady jerk face. They're a real specific type of uh, air- I won't say airhead, but they're very, they don't. They're just care. very. They're just very like shallow and mm-hmm. like if you want to hang out with us you have to look a certain way like they give her shit about um her being a 
whenever. If they give her shit about her music taste, she's like, you know, you you listen to seventies music. This is the nineties. We listen to the Baby Animals and Nirvana. And baby like, Animal. I never. I'm sorry. I never heard of it. It might be an Australian animal. group. I don't, yeah, I don't probably. Know. But anyway, in Nirvana. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's like... Well, so does everybody, you, you know, silly We tell you how to wear your hair, and you never listen. You wear weird clothes, and you're fat. So we don't want you to hang out with us anymore. Anyway. And it's just like, dude, either she's your friend or she's not. Like, what is it? What does that matter? And they're, and it, they're it, all about, like, you get her to tears. how you look. Yeah, yeah, she freaks out. And she's like, well, you know, you need to find people on your level. Like, I found Chook. Her fucking husband's nickname is Chook. It's yeah. the type of Chook. Who's a, who, who's a, cheated on you on who's fucking wedding day. Sh- who banged Cheryl. And Muriel's the only one that knows this. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, I found Chook. He's up on my level. And it's like, I, I fucking guess. Why? Because they're both blonde? I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> he got, he's not all that fucking handsome. He's fucking whatever. Uh, doesn't Ugh. do anything for me. I know. So, um, so, yeah, Muriel freaks out and starts crying. And poor poor thing, it's so terrible. She just starts yelling, I'm not nothing. And yeah, it, exactly. And it's like, fuck, that's ouch, man. Yeah, exactly. That's how you beat back bullies. You just scream at them and say, hey, I'm not nothing. I am somebody. And I'm not as perfect as you, you cocksucker. And then, uh, and then you know. Oh, because wherever, before, before that, they're talking about how, um. Sorry. Oh, oh, before that, they're talking about, um. <clears throat> Tanya was talking about how she, um, on, on their honeymoon, or the night after the wedding, yeah. Chuck couldn't bang her because I guess he couldn't get it up for some reason, I guess because he already shot his load. And she's like, so I went down to, you know, uh, uh, you know, BJ motion. And, you know, I was, I was gonna well. do that. And then when I, you know, saw it, it had lipstick on it. <laughs> that And everybody's like, what? Clean your dicks, guys. I know. Even if, even if you have lipstick on, whatever. Clean your penis, you fucking weirdo. And she's like, well, you know, he he confessed that he's having an affair. And Cheryl's, like, freaking the fuck out, yeah. not saying anything. And then everybody's like, who with? And she's like, Rose Biggs, a character we never see. Yeah. And Cheryl's like, fucking Rose Biggs? And she's <laughs> this is so pathetic. And Tanya's like, yeah, but, you know, they, they don't have sex. She only sucks him off out of respect for me. That's which, fucking... Which is, utter, which is utter bullshit. God. So it's like, okay, at your wedding, you banged Cheryl, got blown by Rose Biggs, and then you couldn't get it up. No, what? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, this is a fucking mess already. Like, you're... Yeah, he's up you on your have... level, but he's a goddamn not, not that. Oh, yeah, well, then your level is fucking shit. Yeah. Or at least his level is fucking shit, and you don't know... My God. That's... How do you live with... How do you fucking... Keep on a marriage after that fucking. Ugh, I know, God so, damn it! So that's then, a heavy pill to swallow. So a then I think pills. it's Janine tells Tanya, um, like, well, why don't you cash in your trip to Bali and come on holiday with us? We're going to Hibiscus Island, and Tanya's like, oh, okay, like we'll have a girls' trip. And and then Muriel <laughs> completely like, shut her out. Yeah, God Muriel's like, what holiday? And they're just like, oh, well, we would, didn't want to tell you because we didn't think you could afford it since you don't have a job. And she's like, oh, I got one last night. I'm a beauty consultant. And she sticks her tongue out. It's all cute and everything. But everyone's like, oh, you're a beauty consultant? Fucking really? Yeah. Exactly. And that's when they hit her with the, yeah, you can't come. We don't care. We don't like you. Yeah, you're not allowed to hang out with us. <laughs> you're not, you're not of my, you. you're not of my level where I, where my where fucking get, husband gets fucking banged. Where I get cheated on oh, twice yeah. on my wedding day. <laughs> ah, Fuck. That's vile. Vile shit, man. 
rough shit, man. But, uh, okay, so she eventually fucking... uh, Betty, Muriel's mom, Mm -hmm. signs a check for... uh, (laughs) Signs a blank check to Muriel for her cosmetic supplies. And, uh, oh, you can just... Can just make it out to cash. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and because so she's, she's supposed to buy the makeup kits that she's later supposed yes, to resell. Resell. And Bill tells her to give her a blank check, and you know Betty's like, "Well, do I make it out to Deidre or to the company?" And she's just like, "Cash, make it out to cash." Cash, yes, cash. That's that's what I want. And Betty doesn't know jack any, shit any better about this. So she's so. just like, "Oh, okay." And then Muriel's <laughs> like, "She's like." I have a blank check made out to cash. I can do literally whatever I want with this. And so $12,000, you know, holy yeah, fucking she tell, shit. Yeah, she tells her mom, she's like, I'm going to be a success. I'm going to get married and be a success. That is one thing that, that is one bit of an issue I have with this film. Okay. Is that being a success is getting someone to marry you. That, yeah, exactly. Getting Get a man means oh you're Oh my God. Do I hear a squawk squawk? Who is that that okay. I hear? Okay. Squawk squawk. Patriarchy bird. Oh, my lord. That's not... But that's... Yeah, you should want to do this for yourself. You should want to... Not to be mans... Whatever. But that's not cool. You shouldn't, you know, put all their hopes on a man. (laughs) Men are bad. (laughs) I don't know if you've read the papers. But they're not great. And you should not put all your hopes on just because if you marry someone, it'll work out great. It's not going... Didn't work out. It doesn't... Yeah. Didn't... uh, She has, like... She has women dick sucking his fucking her fucking husband and shit like that. It's not it's not it's not gonna help out. But uh <laughs> Okay, so she So she steals her family's savings. She steals her family's savings. And, and at this point you're kinda account. on I'm kinda on her they really fucking treat her like fucking garbage and her life was shit. So she just says, you know what? And this is similar to what Don was doing. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to tell my little sister about this fucking note. I have been shit on all the time about this. I don't think it's a big fucking deal. And you know what? Even if it is, fuck you. I've had enough of this crap. And so she actually makes an executive decision and says, I am going to go to this fucking island. I'm going to have a good goddamn time. Anyway. Yeah, and somehow her dad thinks like, oh, she, you know, she's making a killing. She's selling all this makeup, and she was able to pay for her holiday himself. He's like, yeah, you know, I told her on the way to the airport. You really impressed me. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> she gets there and meets uh, meets R- Rhonda. Meets Rhonda, who I love. I love Rachel Griffiths. Yeah, she's like, gr- she's she's extremely in wonderful in this. That's well, at first, at first, she, you know, she's just uh, Muriel's just hanging out by the pool. Yeah, and the girls are. Be an ass. They're they're doing their little blondie lip sync thing where they think they're fucking cute. They're not. No, they're not. And then they're just sitting around talking, and they see her, and they're like, "What, what the fuck? What is she doing here? Why is she here?" And then you know Muriel's trying to be all coy and play it off, and she's like, "Oh, what a coincidence! I didn't know you're gonna be here." What a coincidence! Another uh, another line that's Everything. said over and over again. We get these repeating lines throughout this. It's like uh, you can't stop progress. He even gets a little kid to say, uh, a little kid yes. to say that at one point. And at, 
uh, we'll talk about the very end, but as as they're finally leaving this fucking shithole, fucking porpoise town. What is this? Porpoise Por- spit. Porpoise spit. Oh God, that is that's worth. And when they leave it, it says, uh, "You can't stop progress." As they're leaving the no, uh, on the that, sign, it says as porpoise a, spit. We're you, missing you already. Yeah, and then under that it says, "You can't oh, stop didn't progress." Shit. You didn't see that? Oh, it says man. it on, in real, like right under I the was sign. The cute cartoon of the porpoise. Oh yeah, of course, of course, porpoises are cute. Spit. But then, yeah, they get all pissed off, and Tanya straight up just throws her drink in Muriel's face and says, "Stay away from us, you mad bitch!" Jesus. Okay. They're not. She's not a mad bitch. This is you're you're projecting all this fucking shit. Included. Yeah. Make you pay for her. She went and stole money to be with you guys. She's she's simping for you, you fuckers, and you shouldn't be mean to simps. They don't know any better. Just trying to be kind to you the fuck is up with this shit anyway she so uh, it's Rhonda that actually notices her yeah and says muriel from high school she's like are you muriel heslop and at first she's muriel says no and then she's like Rhonda's like oh okay oops but then she's like yes you are and muriel's yes, you like are. why and she's like i don't know why you just are and she's like yeah Popa spit high remember you dropped out in grade 10 i dropped out in grade 11 <laughs> It's so sad. It's so wonderful. I love it so much. And I, I love this chunky mirror necklace that she's wearing in yeah. this scene. She looks great. She has their like cropped black hair. She just looks awesome wearing shades. She's just a bad bitch. And uh yeah, they they and a actual friendship is born. It's it's nice. Yeah, they like start it. chatting and then um you know, they're talking about people that they knew back in the day and she's like, Oh yeah, do you remember Tanya? She married Chuck. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember them. What a couple of assholes. They deserve each other. So Rhonda has everyone's fucking number. Yeah, exactly. Hasn't seen people in years. Still know, knows what's up. Yeah. And, uh... You know, people that peaked in high school... Yeah. Rarely feel the need to change. And she's just like, yeah, do you, do you ever think of what you'd say to those people if you, uh... Or she's like, yeah, you know, when I think about Porpoise Spit, all I could think about is... Tanya and those assholes she used to hang out with, they made my life hell. Do you ever think about what you would say to them if you saw them now? And she's like, well, I do see them now. They're right over there. <laughs> ah! So Rhonda's like, oh, I'm going to have some fun. Yeah, and she does. So she goes over there, and they see that Rhonda's looking good. And they're like, oh, why don't you come have a drink with us? You know, we don't want you to spend your holiday alone. You know, if I feel you've changed... I say so. I'm honest, unlike some people. And Rhonda's just like, oh, you tell the truth? I tell the truth, too. Muriel saw Cheryl fucking your husband in the laundry on your wedding day. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather swallow razor blades than drink, drink with, you. with you. Yeah, that's uh, great. She's such a badass. She's yeah, so great. And she's like, great. oh, and I'm not alone. I'm with Muriel. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's so fucking good. It's, it's so, so wonderful. Good. It's she's nice just when you're... in your fucking face, and the look on Tanya's face is just like, she's gobsmacked. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's so it's so beautiful. And that's when they do their lip sync to yeah, Waterloo, Waterloo. And they're all... Waterloo. Yeah, and they have the, the full-on um, 
Anna and Frida garb on. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. It really looks great. It really looks perfect. She is very very loud. Very very. I mean, it's not very loud. It's perfectly done. They they're doing it so confidently and so happily. And meanwhile, everything's fucking exploding in their in their life and a more or less a fucking (laughs) brawl. Well, yeah, we see we see that you know. um, Tanya, Cheryl, and the other girls, they're just watching, and they're getting a little pissy that, you know, Rhonda and Muriel are getting better reception because their number is better. Yeah. And more fun, even though I do like the tide is high. Um, And we see that Cheryl now has a shiner. Tanya freaking clocked her one. Yeah. And so, you know, Tanya's still, like, looking at Cheryl, and then Cheryl just gives her, like, the fuck you gonna do, bitch, look. Like, she didn't already get one. So Tanya just jumps over the table yeah. and just throttles her. <laughs> it's it's. So they're, ha- the, they're having a full-on smackdown, but, you know, Muriel and Ronda are still... They're still... Didn't miss a beat with their choreography. They're still... Yeah, no, they're, it didn't just, fuck up the performance at all. They're just killing it. Yeah. And they won the entire talent competition. They got that giant two-foot bottle of Moet and Chandon <laughs> as their prize. It's really awesome. Yeah. I love it a lot. So then they're just they're they're lying outside on this island, you know, singing Fernando and drinking all the champagne. Yeah, and uh, it's at the you know they also uh, fucking uh, she also says at, at at one point during this first encounter that oh yeah I'm I'm kind of merry I'm. You know, I have a fiance. Oh yeah, she is, lies. isn't it? it? Yeah, and she starts a lot. She lies because she wants to big herself up that yeah. things are going well in her life. His name's Tim Sims. Tim Sims. That's who you're married. Yeah, he's, he's very yeah, important. That's, that's like George Glass level of fake name for for your man. George Glass from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just. I haven't heard that fucking reference ever. Like, <laughs> God damn, that was a pull. And she's just like, "Oh, you're you're trying to have a good time on you know your last time being you know a free woman. Oh, you're wicked. Stick with me. I'm wicked too. Yeah. Just Rhonda's so fucking great. She's just a great person and a great character. And who doesn't want to hang out with Rhonda? Yeah. It, they legitimately have chemi- uh, friendship chemistry. Yeah. It really works. It's not doesn't feel fake or forced or fuck. I mean, it's just fucking perfect. They feel like actual friends after a yeah, little while. Yeah, she doesn't while. care what music yeah. Muriel likes or what whatever what she's wearing or what she looks like or anything. She's just like, let's go out and have a good time. She just likes her as a person. Yeah, Muriel comes home and is asked about the uh, the twelve grand. Uh, like, well, that well, that's later. Remember? Yeah, she, much much later. She runs off to Sydney to live with Rhonda. Yeah, and she gets a job at a video store. Yeah, and uh, and. Fucking uh, and me uh, and yeah, that's nice to hang out at a at a video store and you know. Yeah, and she's just watching the the royal person. wedding from eighty one on a loop. Yeah, which is strange, but okay. Well, she's obsessed with with brides and weddings. Yeah, and exactly. That was like that, the most famous wedding at the time. And you and she wants to believe that if that it, it's it, then her life will be perfect. Her life will be yeah. okay. She'll be Everything successful. Be okay. No one will give her shit if she has a man who will care about her mm-hmm. and shit like that. Anyway, but uh, but Bryce is there, and he's you know he's kind of a cute shy boy. Yeah, and he ha- he asks her out, and she and you know she calls says, Rhonda calls Rhonda and says, "Okay, I want you to look at this guy." 
<laughs> yeah, because right, she, she's working at the dry cleaners directly across the street. Directly right across the street, yeah. And she's like, well, it's a start. Yeah. Poor Bryce. Yeah. He doesn't have a good time this entire movie. No, he doesn't. And he kind of doesn't deserve what some of this no, shit happens. No, he doesn't. Poor thing. All right. but uh, So they're out at the club, and Rhonda's just wilding out with these couple of service members. Yeah. And, uh... And Muriel's just sitting with Bryce. They're having drinks, and she's just like, you want to dance? And he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a terrible dancer. And she's like, I don't care. And then they go out on the dance and floor, and he's he really is, bad. And he's dancer. rough. It's, it's not great to look at. But she doesn't care. She's having a good time, and it's okay. Yeah. And, you know, he's just like, well, do you want to go somewhere else? And she's like, uh, no, I need to stay. Rhonda wants to stay here, so I should stay here. And then Rhonda comes up, and she's like, all right, you guys, have fun, you two. I'm going. I'm going to have sex with these two men. Yeah, they're, and she's like, oh, they're American. They're American. Like, that's supposed to mean something. I don't know what it means over there. But she seems excited about it, so I'm excited for her. Yeah. So she goes back to their place. Um, they all go back to their place. Um, but Rhonda and the Americans, they were there first, and they are just... They are hammering it out. My God. They're, I have not... Those... those. They're having quite the MMO threesome, sex. yes. Yeah. Having a good old time. Yeah. And, uh... And Muriel comes in, she, you know, she puts the telly on, and makes a, cup, a couple of cups of tea, and some snacks, and they're just, you know, chit-chatting. And, then, and they're trying to chit and throughout this, they're hearing the, ah, ah, uh, uh, you know, all this fucking stuff. So it's kind of, like, interrupting. It's Yeah, I love how funny. Rhonda was like, oh, that's rude. Like, I wonder what he did. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, but that's when, you know, they're watching, they're watching randomness on TV, but then her dad pops on the TV on a and, news program, and is like... Oh, af- this is after she changes her name to Mariel. Mariel. She got a haircut. She's Mariel? wearing tighter clothes. Yeah. And she changed one letter in her name. She's no longer Muriel. She's Mariel. Because <laughs> that makes a massive difference. <laughs> and, you know, we hear on the phone, or we hear on the television, Muriel. And she goes, Mariel. And Bryce is like, what? And we see that it's her dad on the television just saying, like, we, ju- we don't care about the money. We just want to know that you're okay. And she's like, oh, fuck this. And she, I don't want to hear about any and of this. And she changes the channel to yeah. something that's resembling porn. Yeah. Some sort of, uh, you know, late night TV. Yeah, some late night stuff. semi-naked stuff. I don't know what it is. Skinamax stuff. It didn't look 12. like a movie. It might have been a music video of some kind. I don't know what it was. But that's getting Bryce a little bit frisky. So he decides to start making out with her. And she's like, she's okay with this. She's like, ah. You know, she's just giggling and having a good old time. And he, like, rubs her face in her big boobies. And yeah. she, she's all for it. Yeah. So they're having a good time. And he he thinks he's unzipping her pants. But he actually unzips the beanbag that she's laying on. Yeah. And, and all the, the beanbag stuff is falling all over you know, and all and he gets up and, and knocks like the birdcage over, and that breaks a window, and she's just screaming, laughing, and just completely giddy. Yeah. And that, you know, brings the attention of the uh, the American servicemen, and yeah. they're like, what, what the fuck's going on? What did you do to her? And he's like, I didn't do anything. And he didn't. No, he didn't. But then, you know, poor thing, like, she's there with her shirt all open, just giggling like an insane person on all this styrofoam, you know, little particles. <laughs> And they're, you know, these naked guys come out and they're just holding poor Bryce down. And then, then the bad thing happens and Rhonda falls down and she's like, um, Muriel, I can't feel my legs. Yeah. And she is paralyzed. Well, not yet. Yeah, not, not yet, but. Later on, they're in, they're in the ER because it's probably very late at night. 
And we find out that Rhonda has a tumor on her spine and has to have an operation. And, uh, that's... And now she has to be in a chair and has to deal with all of that, which is... Yeah, because there might have been some damage to the spinal cord, and that's never good. Yeah. But she has, you know, she has her PT. Yeah. And has to try and learn to walk again, and that just looks so, that just looks so difficult. Yeah. But, you know, Muriel's there, the you know, the entire time trying to, you know, help her and be there for her and paying the rent and whatnot. We don't really know if Rhonda's still able to do her job or not. It would appear not. Um, but, you know, she hasn't lost her spirit, because when the, um the rehabilitation center guy comes to drive her. Yeah. She's like giving him the eye and it's like, ah. Uh. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, Muriel's kind of like, well, I still am on my wedding kick. So she basically goes on and tries all the, uh, goes to all the wedding shops she can. Well, she at least, she goes to one and she tries on a wedding dress and she just loves the way it makes her feel. And she, again, lies and tells the sales lady like, yeah, oh, she keeps know. on, and she does this, uh, eventually, she does this all over town. Also, she, uh, she's I, like, yeah, my, my, my mother can't come see me, she can't come to the wedding, she has a tumor on her spine. Yeah, and also, an while she's at the hospital, Muriel also gets a, uh, t- oh, yeah, a, calls she gets a call, calls home, and learns her father is being investigated for taking bribes, and that money, that bribery money, was the oh, 12 yeah. grand oh, that yeah. she fucking stole, so she stole stolen money. That uh, or not stolen or bribery oh, well, money. Well, Joni, Joni says, you know, yeah, the, he has an inquiry because they think he takes bribes. And Muriel's like, well, does he? And Joni's just like, well, yeah, he had to. You stole all our money. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking awful. All right. So, oh, but when she tells the sales the sales lady that her mom can't make it to her wedding. Um, or to a fitting or anything, they're like, well, we don't usually do this, so they take some Polaroids, and she's like, oh, uh, I really like the way this feels. I'm gonna do this more at every shop in Sydney, yeah. and I'm gonna come up with a sob story, try on a dress, and, and, and she use, it uses Rhonda's, you know, predicament and the shit that she's going through to, you know, be able to get on the, uh, get these dresses on and shit Well, like well she doesn't yeah. use the, the spine tumor thing every time because... No, not every time. Yeah, when Rhonda's looking for her smokes, um... Before she goes to flirt with the rehabilitation driver guy, she finds Muriel's wedding album of all the yeah. dresses she, she's tried on, <clears throat> and she's in a cab just looking for her. And, and then the, the story she told at that particular place was that she had a you know they're taking the photo and the sales lady's like, I really hope this helps your sister come out of that coma. So she told a totally different story. Yeah, but she's using Rhonda as a. Uh, you know, as a placeholder or as a, you know, as saying, this is a story I can turn this, I can turn this story to, and yeah, she is lying throughout, saying all these fucking things just because she's obsessed with this idea of a storybook ending and a storybook wedding and a, and a kind and a wonderful time to be together and all that shit, so. But Rhonda doesn't take any shit. She totally confronts her and she's like, why didn't you, why didn't you tell me you were still, um, you know, in talks with Tim because she had told her previously yeah. at lunch that Tim Sims, her fake fiance that she made up. Tim Sims. Tim Sims. The reason she could move in with Rhonda is because, you know, she left him and he was a policeman and she said that, you know, and he said that, you know, if I ever left him for someone else, he would shoot him and shoot, shoot me, me and then shoot, shoot himself. himself. 
in and the Rhonda's head. And like, Rhonda's like, you jilted a cop? Holy shit. He's after you? <laughs> no. No. Which, which is which, which is all fake, but then Rhonda's trying to put it together. Like, okay, so you are going to marry Tim. Why didn't you tell me? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do once this happens? Yeah. But then Muriel actually comes clean and is like, there is no Tim Sims. I made him up. I'm not getting married. I want to get married. And she, you know, has another breakdown. But then apparently the sales ladies at the bridal shop, they don't put this together. And they ask Rhonda... Have you been in a coma? They're still buying the sister in a coma story, even when Muriel straight up said she's not getting married to anybody. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to fucking talk about, the word dignity is in both of these movies. You know, putting down oh, yes. the, this, uh, putting down these ladies. like Yes, in Welcome to the Dollhouse, where she, you know, she gets, you know, they both get detention and have to take a retest after school. And she does poorly. She gets a D minus. And she's trying to tell, I think her name is Mrs. Grissom. She's like, I, you know, if none of this would have happened, I would have done much better. Can I please just get another chance? I know I can do better on this test. Jeez, which I know so when sad. you're in seventh grade, one test is just, it's, it seems like yeah, a much bigger deal than it, it will really ever happen. end up being to your actual life. Yeah. And Miss Grissom, the teacher, gets like super pissed off. Like, don't be a grade grubber. I had never heard this Term. A gray grabber. You should never outside be a of, gray grabber. Yeah, outside of um, this, this movie. Out, outside, outside of, of that movie. movie. And she's like, well, you've got to have dignity. You can't be a grade grubber. I want you to write a 100-word essay on the importance of dignity. And then she has to read it in front of the class. It's like everything just keeps getting worse and worse for Dawn. But then, yeah, when, when Muriel is in Hibiscus Island trying Back to show to up movie. after she gets Tania's <laughs> drink in her face... I think it's Janine um, says, you know, you've got no dignity, Muriel. D- and also, uh, fuck you. Shut up. It's like, how are you supposed not... to have dignity when everyone in your life treats you like shit? Yeah, exactly. And it, you have no, you can't speak to any sort of dignity. A whole bunch of fucking ladies are fucking your dude. I mean, just shut up. you got no dignity. Anyway, I just, I, I forgot to mention that. I just wanted to say. Anyway, but, um. Anyway, so Muriel, uh, Muriel eventually, I don't know if, uh, what part is this, but we, she eventually, she still really wants to marry a dude, and she, uh, she's in the fucking newspapers, or am I skipping ahead or yeah, something? Yeah, you're, sk- you're skipping ahead. Uh, sorry, I mean to, yeah, go ahead. So I believe after this, we find out um, that Rhonda, you know, the, her tumor's back, and they're going to have to do another operation, and they have to cut her, cut her spinal cord, so she's not going to walk. So then Muriel's kind of like, oh shit, what's my life going to be? Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, Rhonda took care of you, take care of her, figure something out. Yeah. You know, the internet's coming, she will she can work from home, she can figure something out. The email. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Rhonda's like, well, my mom wants to take me home to Porpoise Spit, so she can take care of me. But that's not... We're not going to let that happen, are we? And, and Muriel's just like, oh, fuck. I have to find some other kind of lifeline. Oh, I only have so much uh, stolen money left. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious. Yes. I only have so much stolen money left. And when she's talking on the phone to Joni, she, <clears throat> she's like, oh, I have to go. We're being raided again. It's so, it's so, the, so fed, sad. the feds are raiding their... Raiding their, they keep raiding their place for any proof of Bill having taken bribes. And what she, what she probably did, and yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, I think is this when she goes to um to see her dad, like when she's 
talking to her mom. She's like, oh, you know, dad's also in Sydney for the inquiry. Yeah. You know, he'd love to see you. He just wants to know that you're okay. So it's pretty much the dinner scene all over again where he's trying to schmooze these, you know, lawyers and whatnot that are trying to help him not get caught. And we hear the whole secretarial diploma bit again, and he's giving her more shit. And she's just like, no, I can't go home to Porpoise Pit. I'm a new person. And he's like, you're a thief. Not wrong. Not wrong, no. But, uh, yeah. But then, of course, Deidre Chambers comes in, and it's very much a coincidence. Because, oh, yeah, that's when, a bit before this, he was having dinner with Deidre, and they're at, like, a a casino, it looks like, or or restaurants just have um, slot machines there. And she's like, this is when she was at Hibiscus Island, right? That's when that's when the dad finds out. She, you know, Deidre's like, okay, I sold her two cosmetic kits yeah. for like $80. If she sold them at the recommended price, she would make a profit of $30. And the dad's like, but she's on a $3,000 holiday. She must be raking in money, isn't she? And that's when it hits him. Oh, fuck. I better check our accounts. Oh, God. Oh, oh but oh, yeah. She does go home after Hibiscus Island. Yeah. And, um... Joni's like, she, what she always says every time she comes home after she gets in trouble, you're terrible, Muriel. Yeah, terrible, Muriel. And um, Betty's like, you didn't actually steal our money. I mean, your dad blames me because I wrote the check, but you didn't do it. I knew you wouldn't do something like that. And she's just like, no, no, I stole it. And then she just runs off in a cab, and that's when she runs off to Sydney. Yeah. And, uh... and, and moves in with Rhonda. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, fuck, I can't go home. I'm going to get caught, which I don't know what she thought was going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if she thought, like, hey, I'll just take what I need for this trip. And, and no one and then, will be pissed off at yeah, me. Yeah, and then nothing bad her, will ever and, happen. And give the rest back. Like, she, she really didn't think very much ahead. Yeah. Every action has consequences, everybody. That's not, yeah. Yeah, so her dad's trying to convince her to come home. And she's just like, she's just like, oh my god, okay, so this is my options. Rhonda's going back to Porpoise Pit to live with her mom. I can't afford this flat on my own working at a video store. Fuck, I have to do something else. So she starts scouring the personal ads. And she finds a uh, swimmer. A, a, um... Yeah, the ad just says something like, um, young man looking for wife must be Australian. <laughs> like, that's the entire ad. And he's, uh, yeah, from South Africa. He's getting ready for the... He's getting ready for the upcoming Olympian Games that are happening in the year 2000, so... Hand, uh, he like still has four a few years. years, yeah. Yeah, but he it, there. Are, you have to fucking prepare for years to be the fucking best yes, at I'm the fucking sure things. And I'm sure the Olympics are very hard. Yeah, yes. uh, what I've I read, do it. read what I've read. Anyway, so she <laughs> there's this guy who's his like swimming coach yeah. or money manager or both, and he's like, hey, we need him. We need him to have a certain, you know, we need him to have a lady. That uh, he could feel stable with, that they it well, no, show no, it's, it's, and also to... it's that you know there are problems in Australia. Yeah, and he says something like, "Oh yeah, just you know, I heard you. I know you've heard on the news about the civil war in South Africa. You know, just when the the whites are trying to do the right by the blacks, you know, this such and such gets shot up, and that's that's turned out to be really bad for the blacks. And then Muriel turns to David Van Arkel, the guy, and is like, "Are you, are you black?" black? <laughs> and he's like, "What?" It's, 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 I'm very much. I'm. Look how fucking Dutch I am. Yeah. I am Dutch as fuck. My name is Van Arkel. <laughs> Dutch as fuck. But yeah. No, the whole deal is that 
because of some, you know, the controversy, he can't swim for South Africa, or it's or it's just bad PR. Mm. So they need him to swim for Australia. So he has to marry an Australian to get citizenship, because I guess you have to be a citizen in order to um, compete for that country in the games. That's my understanding. Yeah. I could be totally misisunderstanding this. No, that's... it wasn't just about him having a stable marriage thing. That doesn't matter. As, and as she is paid about ten grand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and they don't. I mean, it's not a hap. It's not. They don't really gel. Yeah, she's she's very cute and goofy. And she's he's not really. Into yeah, he's that. not into it. He's like, what about the black haired one? And she and the the coach is like, dude, she was Turkish. She's only been in the country a couple of months. What are you talking about? That wouldn't even work. And he's like, well, what about the blonde? And she, and David's like, and, and the coach is like, well, you didn't like her. And David's like, well, I'm not so sure now. Yeah. And the coach is just like, no, I think Muriel's exactly what we need. <laughs> anyway, she eventually gets her, she gets her wedding, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, the wedding. It's this big, massive church affair. Um, apparently, Mr. Van Arkel's parents have, are freaking loaded. And David's, Tells the coach, he's like, I thought this would be a small civil ceremony. And David's like, no, it's a good thing that she wanted a, a church wedding. It looks like you mean it. And, uh, yeah, she get uh, all, of, all of her bridesmaids oh, or all the assholes are mm-hmm. uh, Tanya and Cheryl and Janine. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> and Rhonda is there, but she is, not ha- she is not happy to be there. She didn't want to be one of the bridesmaids. She still feels all fucked up about being lied to and being uh, felt like conned. Or, or, you well, know, she knows the whole thing conned. is bullshit. Yeah, She's she like, I know conned. you don't know this guy. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, this uh, it's all BS. And, you know, <laughs> Bill is openly there with Deidre. As yeah, a, they're, they're getting a divorce, I guess. It, it, the can't. mother and and Bill are getting their divorce, and so she's now, he's now with Deidre, inserting Deidre as his date out in public at this fucking wedding. And yeah, they're uh, be, they're being all you know cutesy and with this big rich wedding and the big beautiful dress. And um, her mom is late to the wedding. Yeah, and and Rhonda Rhonda's mom is she's being like I, we can see why Rhonda doesn't want to live with her mom. She's like, oh, she could have at least asked you to be a bridesmaid. And Rhonda's like, well, she did. I just didn't want to do it. I want to be in the corner. I don't want to be part of this because <laughs> she knows this is all bullshit. And uh, and you know, Tanya and the other girls. I think Cheryl actually isn't there because she's on the outs because she was fucking Chuck. Yeah. Of course, yeah. That, but they all act super stoked for Muriel. And, yeah, oh my that's God, Muriel. It also more, it's that's like, more yeah. fucking bullshit. And yeah, the poor mom. I feel so bad for Betty. Yeah. Because you know the dad's like, I couldn't afford a plane ticket. She had to take the bus, so she's late, and she doesn't even have anywhere to put her present. She just she get she comes from the bus, takes a cab, and she sits in the back. And Muriel doesn't even see her, and nobody pays any attention to her. She's just sitting there with her present. And she's just—it's very sad. There's—you picked some sad movies, Miranda. Yeah, I Jesus did. Christ! No, I love—they're—they're they're playing Ave Maria while everyone's sitting down. But then once she actually starts to make her way down the aisle, they play "I Do" by ABBA. Yeah. Because that's very her. Yeah. It, there's a confrontation with Rhonda. Oh yeah. Well, at, well, the, well, during the wedding, David's not into it at all. You know, no, he's, he's like sweating uh, bullets. He's like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. What the fuck? No. But Muriel is just pleased Having a great time. With, the entire, with the entire situation. Having a great time. And uh, happy that she has, like, a dude that is, you know, quote-unquote, willing to do this and willing to spend the rest of 
his life with her. Well, she just, she was about, like, the presentation. Oh, yeah, I, I loved it when, when they were still, when they were doing the interview bit with the coach and David and Muriel. And she's just like, oh, so, he's like, oh, so you're originally from Australia. Are you from Sydney? And she's like, no, porpoise spit. And he's just like, oh, why'd you leave there? And she's like, oh, well, you know, because of all the mental things that happened to me there. And it's like, ah, eh, that's, you well, that's not great either. Jeez. But she has the presentation. She, you know, she got to show up everybody and that's what she wanted. And she's on the cover of magazines. She's in the paper because she's marrying this famous Olympian. Yeah. But yeah, Rhonda is still just not having any of it. Muriel goes out to find Rhonda and was like, oh, I, I didn't go to Tanya and them. They came crawling back to me. And, you know, she's like, I really showed them. And Rhonda's just like, showed them what? what? Yeah. And you, you're you just doing, you're just pretending to have them as your entourage now. They don't actually care well, about well, you. Well, and she says, she's like, that I showed, I showed them that I'm as good as they are. No. The, and that what? I'm a new person. And Rhonda's like, yeah, and you stink. Muriel Van Arkel stinks. She's not half the person that Muriel Heslop was. Yeah. And that, that hits her like a ton of bricks. It doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. Ugh. And any, a, anyway, fucking Rhonda has to... After this blow up and this whole fucking thing, more fucking sadness, more destroyed fucking friendships. Rhonda moves back to her mother's house, which is so fucking sad. Yeah. And you know. But then, yeah, Mariel and um, and David they go back to his apartment, this big beautiful high rise with a pool and everything. And he's not. He's kind of actively not paying attention to her he's kind of like i don't want to do this i am here to swim yeah right. that that's all he cares about but he feels weird about the whole thing because it yeah. is in fact weird and she's just like oh are you rich and he's like eh, my parents own it and she's like well i didn't see them at the wedding and he's like no they paid for it yeah they're in johannesburg yeah he's like yeah this isn't real they don't actually give a shit about this we all we all, the rest of us know this is bullshit you're the only one that's a bit deluded and thinking that this is a this thing. is real yeah or this means and it means it means something to her that's anyway, just... yeah and he shows her he's like you know here you know here's the lounge try, here's the dude. gym you can use everything but the weights this is my room this is this your is room. your room where you don't have a room together that is yeah. No, you are not going to have a wedding night nor a honeymoon this because this is unhappy. not real. This is not real. And then he's just like, God, you need, it wasn't even just the money, was it? Because I think she wanted she wanted to get married, but she also wanted the money to pay back her dad yeah. to try and kind of make things right. At least, yeah, exactly. That's that's what was gonna. That's what was gonna. And he's happen. just like, you know, what kind of person um, marries a total stranger? And she's just like, Well, you did. And he's like, Yeah, well, I want to win. All my life, I've wanted to win. And she's like, Me too. Yeah. Like, that means different things to different people. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, uh, I, this movie is sad. This, you said this was the happier movie, and it kind of is. At but the end. At the end, it is. But, jeez louise. Okay, so. Oh, God. Uh, oh, oh, I love how, you know, the, um, the bridesmaids, they go up to Cheryl and being like, oh, are you going to be okay? We hear you're coming back to Porpoise Spit. We can all hang out together. And Cheryl's like, oh, f or I, or Rhonda's like, oh God, fuck this shit. Yeah. I hate you people. Yeah. And I think it's Janine's like, oh, but you were so full of life. And she's like, I'm not dead. Oh, that must've been Cheryl. Cause I know she said, I'm not dead, Cheryl. It's like you people like, fuck off. You're all assholes. <laughs> 
But then, yeah, we get to the bit where, where <laughs> Betty, the mom, is shopping, and her shoes are really hurting her feet. And then she puts on these sandals and forgets to more or less pay for the, you know, pay Yeah, for she them. just walks out with them. She just, it just slips her mind because she, she's put them on her, she takes her shoes that are hurting off, she puts on the sandals because they're more comfortable to shop in, and then that same store detective calls the pigs on her. Fucking God And Bill dude. has to pick her up, and he's yeah, pissed. He's not happy at all. And to, he arranges for the charges to disappear so he can fucking move on and get... And she's, like, pleading with him. She's like, I need help. I'm, I'm not well. Things are not going okay for me. And he's just like, ah. I don't want to do this. I want to marry Deidre. And he's just like, yeah, you know, the reason I wasn't able to make it in the federal government is because they said that my family wasn't up to scratch. It's all you people. You are the reason I failed. No, and it's like, well, where, where was your... um? Where was your point in this? Yeah. You helped create this family. The entire dynamic is has partially to do with you. Take some fucking responsibility. Okay. So he leaves, and Betty gets pissed off at the brother Perry. Like, you know, you fucking lay about, why don't you go get a job? You need to mow the goddamn lawn. Why are you just fucking around all the time? You're an embarrassment. And he's like, no, you're the embarrassment, you mad bitch. Jesus. So it's the second time someone has been called that, I think. And it's like, oh, that's just... Yeah, That's it's hard. and it does. It's yeah, it doesn't land well. But that yeah, that just ends up being like Betty. Just she can't ha- she can't handle it anymore. Just she has no one. She has nothing. She's being blamed for everything. And uh, she's she, she's found dead by Joni. Betty is found dead by Joni. Yeah, after she burns the backyard down because you know the sun wouldn't mow it. Yeah. She's like, fine, fuck this, I'm burning this shit down. And then I'm going to fucking, more or less, probably kill myself. Well, yeah. Again, this is the lighter movie. So Muriel comes home because she has to, you know, go to her mother's funeral and everything, and then she goes back to the house, and Deidre's practically moved in, getting everything cleaned up. Says that Betty had a heart attack, when that probably isn't No, that isn't the the case at all. That's that's the story, but then she goes and talks to Joni, and Joni it was a suicide, yeah. She's like, yeah, no, she took sleeping pills. I found the bottle next to her when I found her, but then when once the doctor came, the pills were gone, and said that we shouldn't tell anybody because Dad's been through enough. And what's, <laughs> what's really fucked up... We're, is, we're, they're giving so much credence to how Bill, the biggest yes. fucking dickhead, the man feels uh, to yeah, he's, protect he's his bullshit. Yeah, to protect his fucking reputation. Your reputation is already in tatters. You are being investigated for <laughs> taking bribes because you treated your because your one of your daughters stole twelve grand from you, and you're trying to fucking hold it up. Oh God, it pissed yeah, and, me off. And what's worse is then Deidre says, you know, well the judge will go easy on him now. Um, she'll be glad that her life finally amounted, or finally amounted to something. Ugh, that was and it's rough. like, your entire life amounts to getting your shithead, bribe-taking husband on a lighter sentence? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're dead. It didn't, it's, oh, God. I don't like that. So. So she's in the backyard talking to her dad, and he's saying, like, well, you know, you have to come, you have to come back home and help me with the kids. Yeah. Like, she, she's still married to David at this time in that beautiful apartment. She could live her life, and, you know, they'd be separate, but, you know, she wouldn't have to worry about money. She could just kind of do her own thing. Yeah. And, uh... And, and he's like, 
well, you know, mom's not here. I can't do this on my own. I lost my position. I'm going to have to go on the dole. And it's like, oh, it all comes full circle. You were giving your kid shit for being on the dole. And now you have to be on the dole. But before, I mean, at the funeral... Muriel breaks down. Oh, yeah. uh, we we kind of skipped that, part, but uh, yeah, yeah. And David comforts her, and he. Well, and that's, they after con- she, that's after she, after she goes back to Sydney. Yeah, she, exactly. here she's still in Porpoise Spit at the oh, house. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, sorry. I got a and bit she's mixed. saying like, um, no, this isn't my responsibility, Dad. It's your responsibility. You know, we're not useless. We never were. You have to tell them that they're not useless, and you guys all have to work together and make this family work and actually. Do something with yourselves, all of you. Yeah, and that's when she goes back to him. Actually, I think I think it's um, they don't go back to the apartment. I think David comes to see her, and, and he stays. He's they're staying in a hotel. Yeah, and her mother's death really fucks her up. Yeah. Makes her think about what she's doing in her life, why, and uh, dealing with all of that shit, and that she can't be completely married to uh david anymore because they're not in love even though they had sex and you know she wants to stop she wants to stop lying yeah he says he's like and she's like well i don't love you and he's like well i don't love you either but i could get used to having you around like they could have made a bit of a go of it but she's just like no i'll give you back the money i just i can't fucking i can't live a bullshit life anymore and he's like no the money's yours you just take it which is which he didn't have to do and oh and then she fucking gives five thousand yeah, dollars of her of wedding money, and uh, to her fucking father. And well, she's like, "This isn't all of it. I'll pay. I'll pay you back when I you know, when I can." And blah blah. Just stop being a fucking asshole and a soulless dickhead to all your children. They are worth something. Oh, I think you're right. I think I might have. Yeah, you, you, it was the other way around. Yeah, I baby. got that out of order. You got that right. out of order. I know that because I'm reading the wiki right now. So oh, I just, okay. That's why I'm I was saying. I'm relying on my own notes. Well, yeah, uh, no, it, the fucking, mer- when Muriel breaks down at the wedding, David kind of comforts the funeral. her. The funeral. Ugh. When Muriel breaks down yes, at uh, right. the wedding, David comforts her and they have a moment and, and they and they have sex and then she finally opens her eyes and that's what gets her to confront her dad and get back and then give her dad five grand that she, that she owes him and is like, I'll pay you from well, later on, but you got to stop treating your family members like fucking horseshit, you mm-hmm. asshole, soulless fucking prick. That's me. I yeah, don't know yeah you're right. That's yeah. my bad. I forgot that they were staying in some hotel in Porpoise Spit and they weren't in the, yeah, in exactly. the apartment during that time. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and she will give you the rest of the money when she gets a job at back in Sydney, you fucking... Lo- I just fucking hated these... I hated that fall. I really... Yeah, he's a fucking... Terrible. He's a. He's also a bit... Ra- he's a bit racist. He's a bit of a... That's why I was thinking he's in business. He only, he's bragging about his shit, and it's nothing. And he's nothing, and he has, like, his own small little world where he thinks he controls shit. But that's why I thought that he was a Trumpian type of figure. Mm-hmm. Because he's a fucking loser dickhead who has enough power to denigrate his own... Fucking fucking children not that i'm whatever but yeah that it's was... also okay you lose your position on the council and you have to go on the dole you can't get another job you don't know how to do anything yeah. else. yeah well then fuck you then you're just then you're quote unquote no better than your actual yeah, children you're if you're actually useless. doing that yeah exactly now you're on the dole shut up fuck off dickhead i was i got really angry at him anyway <laughs> and that, that's when muriel <laughs> goes to Rhonda's house yeah and uh and all the girls are there 
Yeah, and they're all talking, and they're all having a good time, and and, she, and Muriel offers to take. Well, Ryan... at, remember at first, oh yeah, Tanya's talking about like Cox, like. I'm, div- I'm divorcing Chuk. They've accused him of raping a Japanese tourist, which is ridiculous. Chuk hates the Japanese. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is terrible. So well, that, uh, uh, well, that's even more... But also, that's even more ti- uh, terrible because if you hate someone... You know, uh, I mean, I guess if you're, you know... Your name's Brandon or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You, you, you rape him because you're interested in him. But no, you... you yeah, you rape people you want to denigrate. Oh, wait, no, she's not Whatever, divorcing but, Chuck. She's defending reasons. him, and they're, she says that they're going to give it another go, and Even that no. they're going to go... At, and she kind of defends him about they're this They're going to go do shit. something with Rose Biggs, and Rhonda's like, but she sucked her husband's cock. And Tanya's like, yeah, but then I sucked her husband's cock, and it made me realize that we all make mistakes. It's like, okay, fine, give it another go, but like... <laughs> Wait, yes, wait, this is a fucking mess. Of this a mess. is a mess. You are seriously you. There is no hope for fucking any legitimate love for at least a handful of fucking years for those people. Uh, no, that's and you would have. You need a. Uh, you and a need a better fucking f- friend group and fucking and and during all of this, you know, she Muriel comes in and finds out. Oh wow, everyone's and, here. Yeah, and they're that's like, him. oh, what's up with your husband? And she's like, oh, we grew, we broke up. And then Tinia like mouths like, oh, I knew. I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. Which is awful. And, uh... And then Muriel asks... Or, go ahead. No, uh, yeah. Uh, Muriel asks, Rhonda, hey, do you want to... You want to get the fuck out of here? You want to go back to the city? That's what she kept the other five grand for. She's like, we're going to need, you know... We're going to need money to, you know, get a place real quick before we can both get jobs and whatnot. She doesn't say that, but that's my Yeah, that's more or less, And she's like, you want to come back to Sydney with me? And, you know, the mom is like, you can't just come in here and disrupt people's lives and take my daughter to Sydney. And Rhonda's like, you know what? Yeah, she can. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, mom. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's like, yeah, I love you, mom, but you drive me crazy. And I don't want to live with you. And they're all like, oh, oh my gosh, this is happening. And they get a new fucking uh, car and they- And it, Tanya's it, it, pissed. T- she, she's taxi. yelling after the cab. She's like, you can't talk to me like that. I'm beautiful. I'm married. That's not anything. And it's like, yeah, it's someone who keeps cheating on you and possibly raped a Japanese tourist. <laughs> not great. Not great at all. Anyway. So they're in the cab on their way to Sydney. And they- uh, Whole lives ahead of them. Yeah. And they uh, leave. And they're just saying, you know, goodbye, mall, goodbye, boulevard, goodbye, this, goodbye, that, goodbye, porpoise spit. And then the, and then the, we, and then the camera focuses on that fucking sign. And I was surprised you didn't see progress. I was looking at the cartoon porpoise. (laughs) Anyway, but this is great. This is the lighter movie. This is, it's a, it's a, it's a, to go through this and to have that type of like jovial, happy ending at the very, or not jovial, but like, we're going to make it after all type of happy ending. Yes, that's very, that's We're going to, yeah, exactly. So would you like to. Hear some of my oh, notes. Oh yes, let's hear your notes. This is really aw- yeah. All right. Notes out of context. Screaming, the blonde. Don't be selfish. Time for some banging at the wedding. Muriel was watching. Going to the store. Police now in a sad family spot. If she. 
steal if she stole the dress young bug buds young fellas a beer yearning for love case of beer rickshaw room do you remember that oh, rickshaw there, there there's that thing where it's like oh it and they just really lean into like a lot of bad asian stereotypes yeah. that are all just fucking awful anyway fucking what is it almost fucking akira could keep the fed going he lost or on the oh He's on the dole. God, I never heard of that phrase before. It's kind of, it's an Australian British term for yeah. like welfare. <laughs> e- easy, I paid for it. You're all useless. What a coincidence. That's lovely. 22, Charlie Chan with that food. Jesus Christ. That was weird. Yeah, That's off. Uh, have you ever seen any Charlie Chan movies? I haven't. I, but... mi- I might have many years ago. They used to show them on like AMC. That's something I I don't know if I'd be in whatever. Check me out of the group. Perry is a bit of a dreamer. Too tall. I don't care what everyone else says. This development is... uh, This development... Tropical delights. She hears the bitch. Dignity. I'm engaged, Tim Sims. As... As mates porpoise spit. Hi. Chook, not turkey. Drink with me. I'm honest. Abba limp sinking, black eye, build a bather, doing, f- doing fraud, Muriel? Question mark. Moet, fundraising. Do you ever think you're nothing? Come have to do some consequences. Run and ba- uh, run and back at the Cali, Sydney, watching Diana on the video store. Muriel is on. Muriel is on the way to jilted on a cop club as a bit 90s yeah club is a bit 90s bad dancer time for sex big titties wanna know your weight different chanel now sex confusing chaotic muriel isn't a prostitute only for his health things are tearing down at home discreet turns the hope to be somebody someone's forever hmm all right Dress looks old, pretty dream bar. Prez is great. Doing the real want. My life is as good as doing golden. Diseasing the petulant book. I don't know what that fucking means. Watch 40s at her at a who has to got... Bower money stepdad has sad sack seatard course at Bill and Deidre took commies his rally is a dickhead what see this be, uh, his his he really is a dickhead that i i am getting I, I can't read my own fucking writing dickhead businessman yes we're in love another operation sad shits singles this is gonna be a potato <laughs> pretty dude are you black Frank, really? I got shallow. My mental problems. Four makes after the Jesus. Could I could try the smile? Muriel's wedding has expanded. So many of the parental figures treat them like shit. Wedding going as expected. His face full of sweat. Muriel, peaceful, 
ding-a-ling as expected, his face full of sweat. Oh, I already said that. (laughs) New awesome spots. Not against wedding. He should feel good, damn. It's a king, these shoes. Police station. A family breakup. Dead mom. Oh, her life amounted to something that really i wrote that down because that's awful god damn it sad shit is what i also wrote down after that dad has shitty bo (laughs) it's not (laughs) support shitty bo support lots of loyalty to scratch his lens dad is a bit of a narcissist that's why i thought it was a fucking thing she saves shit saves when your husband has some selfishness. Finally, um, real companion between his 